Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. (laughs) Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 125930 online, pr927fm.com. And be a part of today's program. We love talking to the chat. So join us on YouTube and Facebook. That's Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and be a part of the family. And you can also follow Pirate Radio on Facebook. Sign up. Uh, not sign up. What do you do? Subscribe? What do you do? You, Chandler Honeycutt's here. Chandler, what do you do on, on Facebook? uh follow like like i guess maybe yeah. like you can li- yeah like pirate radio like like us you don't have to love us but i wish you would like us and uh we are live on pirate radio's uh facebook live page so you can find us there chime in there and we'll have a fun thursday show with a whole lot of guests a lot of you and a lot of football talk as uh, i guess football season is here for jv's tomorrow the varsities will get it going in high school football yep. it's uh, thursday it's game day so jv kickoffs tonight so good luck to all those participating participating uh that's a new word morgan aylers will be here friday with the high school huddle the best area high school football preview show so excited about that and i uh, got a lot of good high school action going on in the area coming up on friday night we will talk ecu football some nfl on today's show coming up in about 20 minutes or so brian north will join us we'll talk area football and more with north jeff nadu big man on campus joins us at four o'clock we'll continue previewing the college football season we'll knock out another conference today talk some big picture stuff in college football and the nfl uh coming up at 4 25 we'll talk to jim manos who is jim manos he is a former ecu golf captain was uh, here in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and he was uh, fodder for a national radio show recently. He is uh, a member of the, a club out in Ohio where they played the Memorial, Jack Nicholas's tournament, and he's been a member there for a while. A new member at that club is Brady Quinn, a guy we watch on TV a lot during the afternoon and uh, see him on CBS Sports HQ but brady quinn's a part of a podcast with lavar errington and jonas knox anyway jim and brady got to talking and jim kept saying how his pirates were going to go to ann arbor and beat michigan and then next thing you know brady quinn's talking about that on his national radio show so jim became a topic on it uh but we'll get to know jim we'll talk about it he's got a uh, bus of 20 i believe heading to the big house and he says they're not going there to lose. So uh, we'll talk uh, a little golf, a little football with Jim Manos, former ECU golfer, 
coming up later on in the show. And speaking of Pirate football, we've got the ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and former Pirate Phoenix Evans joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios in hour number three. So a lot to go on the guest list and uh, excited about that. Shirley Rhodes is in the house. I love the purple Pirate Radio polo. Uh, yesterday, Shirley and I were twinning in our no quarter shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, Joey and I are twinning, and Joey is back. Welcome back, Joey. How you doing? Good. Good. What are you doing? Your shack impression? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Back to work. I, I thought you'd have a is little. Is everything more. okay? Yeah. What's wrong, man? You tired. Seem it's been a long day, but we're here. I'll pick the energy up. Pick we're it here. up. We're here. Well, That's the guy we want. Yo, you want it live? Yeah. Thank you. Good Man, that you. fires me up. DB's here. Hello, Danny Bill. Good to see you, sir. All right, he's here. He can't hear you. He can't hear you. Kinda, we kinda, have our mics on. Low energy start of the show today. We had such a great show yesterday, though. Maybe we need to ease into this one because yesterday. I don't know if we'll be able to top yesterday. I'm still riding high on it. With Jim Zoki, but the uh, the great Mike Keith joining us. And, Shirley, did you uh, load up those clips I saved? I forgot to tell you about them. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, hit me uh, Chandler doing his Mike Keith impressions to Mike Keith. I literally go and listen to you like your highlights on YouTube. <laughs> but I see a lot of the, of course, the, there are no flags on the field. And, of course, you've got, I love how, I love how Mike, you also do this, where, you know, you're, you seem so calm until that Titan gets into the end zone. So you're going, you got to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, in zone, <laughs> touchdown, Titans. <laughs> and also, you got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack. Yes. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Pretty good? I, I think he's pretty, he's pretty good. I, I got to say. He's pretty good. You're pretty good, Chandler. That was probably pretty one of my best sacks. So, yeah, you brought it for Mike Keith. Yeah, man. Dude, that was, uh, that was pretty like cool. He was cracking up. He was belly laughing. <laughs> he was belly laughing in his hotel room. He was, he's in Minnesota right now. They're uh, fixing to play the Vikings in a preseason game. So he was. Uh, he said, and I actually went back and listened to it, some of it last night, and he, he said that he enjoyed being in that room. He, he was just talking about how blessed he was to have, the, to be in the spot that he's in and to be in it for so long and how much he enjoys his career and he said he said heck i enjoy sitting in this hotel room in minnesota talking to you guys we're friends now we're boys yeah i was watching the show and i think uh, you pointed out something i thought was pretty cool what's his instagram handle or something it's like 10 voice 10 voice t-e-n yeah, super simple cool. but v-o-i-z-c-e thank you chandler honeycutt here coming off chandler day big day for you yesterday yeah that was fun uh, let's see what's going on in the chat. Tyler says, Wasa. Wasa. Jerry says, Happy Friday, Junior. Uh, Tyler says, Joey. What's up, Ain't Tyler? it purple? Eric said, Hola, Joey. Hola. Hola, Jerry. Tyler said, Dumpster Baby. That's what they call DB. Dumpster Baby. Can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can hear that. That's fine. Hey, Danny. <laughs> DB, Dumpster Baby. We're not calling him that, Tyler. Don't say that. Michael Winstead in the house says, What's good, Pirate Radio family? Cliff, Chandler, Shirley, and anyone that I missed? Well, you didn't miss anybody important. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Michael, we are ready for uh, Isaiah's 
second performance of the preseason had two catches in game one and hopefully can improve upon that uh jerry says just want to see what mike keith will say when the oilers take the field for two games this fall in nashville they're rocking the old uh, oilers unis the oilers the oilers throwback boy back. chris johnson looked good in those or what and he played good in those i feel like yeah so uh they did get beat bad by time. the patriots by the patriots who were wearing to nothing. the white helmets and we're just bombing it in the, the snow. The Tony Collins helmets? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the center dude. Center dude. Okay. Danny, we'll fill you in on everything we're talking about later. It's not important. You eat your food. Uh, eat. Let him eat. Let yeah. that boy eat. Russ says, why would you say this? <laughs> he said, need that hole of glory. I don't know what that is, Russ. And there it was. I don't know what that is. Right in the middle of it. I want me some glory hole. Do you have the long one, Shirley? the longer one i hadn't heard that one in a while where jerry's talking about right there in the middle of the room right there in the middle of it glory ho <laughs> <laughs> what a nut job <laughs> what an old man everybody and there it was right i can't tell you how many times in my life when i have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways but i went back to work got up on monday morning and there it was glory ho Right there in the middle of it. Resiliency. Okay. Glory Right there in the middle of it. Right there in the middle of it. Right there. What the hell is he talking about? What are you about? talking about, you old man? What the hell is going on around here? We got to get him out of the NFL and in the White House. I think he's about <laughs> aged into a presidency now. That, yeah, he's about up there. Uh, that's why Chandler is the sports guy. He brings back all my painful sports moments as an Oilers-Titans fan. Oh! I didn't know you were a uh, Oilers-Titans fan. I Jerry. did not know that Jerry was a Titans fan. How did you enjoy our Mike Keith interview yesterday, then? Jerry was a Titans fan. Uh, Oilers, the biggest collapse, playoff collapse in NFL history? Or has that been taken over? No, that was a regular season game when the Vikings came back last year. Yeah. But uh Oh gosh, against the Bills. No. It was Colts. against a bad team. Yeah, the Colts. Colts. Gotcha. I remember that now. Thirty three points. Today's Great. not Chandler Day. I know. So go ahead. No, nah, I ain't got nothing for you, man. You're my boy. You're my dog. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> my dog. All right, let's get to our fleet feet rundown. Let's run. Brought to you by Fleet Feet. Let's not walk to it. Let's run to it, Chandler, because Fleet Feet will provide the shoe for our foot everybody has different feet feet are like snowflakes in that way no snow no two snowflakes are the same no feet are the same what size are you over there um it fluctuates between a 12 and a 13 okay bigfoot how about you joey 11 and a half all right all right what do you got over here i'm comfortably numb in between y'all with a 12 wow shirley what size women's foot you got over there well I, I just uh, give me a number nine nine nine. What size foot do you wear, DB? What size foot do you wear, DB? <laughs> <laughs> DB, what's your what, what's your foot size? What size foot you wearing over there? <laughs> what size shoe do you wear? He's a thirteen. He is. He's lying. Put it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. I knew he was lying. Knew he was lying. Took his shoe off and everything. Point being, everybody's foot is different. Everybody's foot. Everybody's got their own. Everybody's toes. Some people don't have five toes. And if you don't, fleet feet will help. Deion Sanders don't. What? No, that's that's a low blow. 
<laughs> it's true, yeah, though. He had to do that to him. He didn't choose to not have five toes, though. I know, but he doesn't have five toes. You're right, you're right. He doesn't have... <laughs> hey, stop laughing. This is... I mean, this is serious. <laughs> I'm laughing at Joey <laughs> and his yeah, reaction. That, that, like, that wasn't a blow. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, man. Don't do that. He's like, dude, do low, that He said, low blow. Low and blow it. All right. Uh, Chris Lundin. <laughs> over at Fleet Feet. Will help you out no matter how many toes you have, how big your foot is. But really, they they get into the arches, the widths, all that stuff. Uh, 3D foot scanner, Fleet Feet, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. They run for you. They run for you. Run the jewels. All right. First up. Come on. Give it to me. Chandler, I'm going to pass you the baton. Come on. Give it to me. I'm passing you the baton, my friend. Oh, Shirley. You mind doing me a favor? Hello, Shirley home? Hey, Shirley. How about you back that fat old dump truck up of yours? <laughs> oh. 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 Like O-L-E. Oh, O-L-E. Yeah. Just back that thing up for me one time. Yeah, you might want to rephrase that or I'm going to ole right over you. Alright. I apologize. So before I get my ass beat by Shirley... I do want to tell you guys that there is 16 days away until ECU in Michigan kicking it off in the big house on September 2nd at noon on the Peacock. 16 days away until kickoff and then 14 days because I like this kind of party. 14 days away until we are getting in our boogie shoes at the State Theater celebrating The Voice. Jeff Charles, all 100% of the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. You can get your tickets at PR927FM.com. They are just 10 bucks. So the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party coming up August 31st, 14 days away uh, until that. We'll have chairman of the board there. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, Dirty Dan's, uh, The Buck, King Mackerel's, Delcor, Orthopedics East, Tiebreakers, Greenville Utilities, Town Insurance, UBE, Ron Ayers Motorsports, and Wilson Jones and Griffin PA. Uh, So 16 days away until the kickoff, 14 days away until the party of the year, the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. It is back at the State Theater August 31st. All that on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff brought to you by david price construction run by ecu alum david price david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions you can call them today 919-820-3612 or visit online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction the proud ecu home services partner can't wait 16 days can't wait can you believe that? Can you believe Bart Scott might be there? Can you believe? And then he's going to say, can't wait till kickoff. But two weeks from tonight. Did you ask Mike Keith if he We will. No, I didn't. Dang it. They probably got a game. Probably. No. Yes. Man. No. no. Because they take a week off. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike Keith's going to come. Mike Keith is available. <laughs> As is Jim Zoki. Yards! That'd be cool. Chairman of the board! Joe, are you going? Turn your mic on. I will be there. DB, you going? Pirate Radio Party? Ask him. Yeah, you are. He's not? 
He no, he asked, yeah, about he asked if he was invited. Like I did as well, but he's invited, of course. Oh, yeah. You might have to work the door. I didn't, I say, I didn't know if I was invited or not, but if I'm working, I'll be there. All right. You're, uh, you'll be there. How about Joe Askew is tune in to us while he's at Fleet Feet. Wow. This guy's got it all figured out. Tell Chris I said hey. Big Brain Joe has got it going on. From his ears to his feet. I mean... <laughs> Joe Askew is at Fleet Feet. That's funny. Th- that's awesome. We're taking care of the ears. Are they running for you, Joe? Fleet Feet taking care of the feet. Have they got you in that arch scale thing? 3D foot scanner? 3D foot scanner. That's what I... You make it sound like it's some big contraption. <laughs> Do they have you in that? <laughs> you Do they have you inside that thing? Tyler coming in at a 10 and a half. Wow. All right, Tyler. That's respectable. Hey, great, great respect to your foot size, Tyler. Great respect. Great respect. Just ton of respect for... Ton of respect. I can't wait for that, man. Four basketball season just hearing great respect after every single basketball game who is Farum's coach great respect to Farum. he's gonna forget who his name is but he'll still get a great respect. never will he forget a, a coach's name let's not even joke about that sorry i mean I, i'll joke about a lot of things here <laughs> but mike schwartz forgetting a coach's name i'm not down with that that's disrespectful that great, is great no great, respect for great, you great disrespect to me i mean <laughs> unbelievable show of disrespect <laughs> sorry all right, um, where were we? We were on our Fleet Feet rundown. Oh, preseason week two. Coming up tonight, there's one game and one game only. <coughs> it is the Browns and Eagles. You say that confidently, and you are correct. <laughs> and that will be on NFL Network, Browns-Eagles tonight. We'll be in tune to see what Ryan Jones does tomorrow night when the Giants take on your Panthers. And I know you want to see more from uh, Bryce Young and the offense this week. I want to see some more time for him in the pocket to try to get something going offensively. So, yeah, um, got a lot to to kind of recover from from last Saturday. You need to recover from something. I think you got one foot out the door, to be honest. Are you leaving this show early? Yeah. I think your head's not in it today. I'm sorry. Am I right? Yeah. Man, I miss Chandler Day. <laughs> I mean, it was a great day. And it was one of our best shows of the year. It really was. But here's the problem. This is like Mike Houston talks about it. Like, I'm sorry I wasn't got, prepared you, to talk you, about you, I wasn't prepared to talk about the Panthers. I was about to say that Dorian Thompson Robinson is starting the night for the Browns. Stop. I don't want to talk about the damn Panthers. Stop and listen. You got to put together, you got to stack good days on good days. You can't have one good day. What'd you do last night? You went out and celebrated and talked to everybody out there at Sports Trail. I talked to Mike Keith today. Me and Mike Keith are friends. Look, he, he's a. Uh, and I it, didn't do that. Metaphor. Huh? You talked to Petey. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> You talk to Petey. You got to focus, man. You got to you got to wake up the next day, and it all starts over. Like what happened yesterday doesn't matter. I know. All right. I apologize. And then you're heading out of town. You're kind of just leaving us behind, coming off that good day yesterday. But what are we going to remember you by? What have you done for me lately? You got it. What time are you leaving? Uh, like in the next thirty minutes. You got to close out this hour strong. All right. Let's let's go. All right. You got it. Woo! All right. Here we go. Bengals at Falcons tomorrow night as well. Uh, when do our Niners play? Winstead will be playing 8.30 on Saturday night against the uh, 
uh, Broncos, which uh, there'll be a shark in that game, too. Jaquan McMillan. What if we get Jaquan McMillan matched up with Isaiah Winston? Ooh, that would be awesome. All right, where are my Ravens at? Oh, I'll tell you. They put the good teams, primetime, Monday night, Ravens at Commanders. Wow. Keaton Mitchell. All eyeballs on that uh, on that game. Who posted the Keaton Mitchell video on Pirate Radio, by the way? Was that you, Shirley? Uh, did I miss uh, something? I, I just I didn't like the way it was worded. <laughs> I would rather just say Keaton Mitchell has a nice run. I mean, but the wording was correct. It was, but oh, the fact that it made that I wrote uh, he made it look easy on your Washington Commanders <laughs> yeah, defense. That fact. Well, because he did make it look easy. But you don't have to say everything. You guys have been like, nice run by Keaton Mitchell. No, he made it look easy. I mean, it's not my fault your defense sucks. Keaton Mitchell makes it look easy during a joint practice with the Washington Commanders. Chandler, what's a word you use a lot, things I say to you? You Uh, say, Clip, that was... Unnecessary. Shirley, that was unnecessary. What? I mean, you're telling me I'm wording things wrong? I'm telling you, you could be a little nicer about it to commanders fans like me me be nicer <laughs> i don't think i'm getting anywhere with this so i'll just move along man look at the get up on keaton mitchell are I you mean, watching it now yeah because i mean your defense i'm mesmerized like- by how fast this guy did is. y'all not see the blatant hold that was holding on that play that guy got burned. Hey, that was holding. That guy fire. got toasted. Would you like a little jam with your toast? Oh my goodness! Russ said, "Did you see Keaton Mitchell shout out ECU?" Yes, I did. It was on TikTok. You know those little things where the players run out and they set up a question in front of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was shout out to college <laughs> and he shout out ECU. Oh, oh. all right. That oh, is. I have to go back and find that. It was that real quiet. Neat. It was like a two second clip. Yeah. No, it's yeah. huge. Oh, that's that's perfectly fine. That's all we need. Josh says, Clipper, how about those Bravos spanking the New York teams? How about New York, the Yankees, took a trip down to Atlanta and just decided not to score any runs? Well, the Yankees have been stinking it up all season. Do you know how much jet fuel was wasted for them to go down there and just not (laughs) score? Like, why even show up? Uh, that, like, that is true. They have to wash their uniforms. Think of all the food these athletes are eating. Yeah, how much money did they waste to come all the way from New York to Atlanta to just not score any runs? Well, they wasted all that money on the talent that they have in their clubhouse, and they haven't they really done anything point, with it. We've wasted so much money now. Why not uh, waste yeah. more? Atticus says, chill. Atticus, this is your fault for being a front-running Yankees fan. They haven't won anything since you've been alive. I don't even know why you are a fan of that team <laughs> alright let's take a break we gotta get to Brian North oh I did want to get to the MLB playoff race speaking of the Yankees they are not in it so the Braves and Dodgers cruising in their divisions right now cruising altitude the other division leader in the National League is Millie Walkay, the Brewers your division leaders in the AL the O's two games ahead of the race the Twins and the Texas Rangers, two and a half up on Houston. As we take a look at the wild card, right now it's Rays, Astros, Blue Jays, Mariners one game back. And in the National League, Philly, who went all the way to the World Series last year, Giants and Cubbies, Marlins and Reds, all tied with one another. 
Diamondbacks, one and a half back. Man, a lot of teams vying to get to the playoffs, especially in the National League. That is your MLB playoff race update on the Fleet Feed Rundown. They run for you. I'll see y'all next week. That's your next 30 minutes from now you're leaving? You said that like two minutes ago. Are you out? I'm gone. All right. Have fun in Atlanta. Thank you, man. Go Braves. Go Braves. Let's I'm, take a break. No, keep going. What? I was going to say I've got my friend McGriff jersey ready to go. can't believe you're leaving like this on such a down note. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm leaving. You got to make your last shot before you stop shooting. Three, two, <laughs> one. All right, Chan, man. We'll see you. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Brian North joins us after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Atticus, uh, you said the exact response that I would have said if somebody said what I said to you when I called him a front runner. He said, I can't be a front runner and cheer for a crappy team simultaneously. Good point. Good point. I'll give you that. And you admitted your team's crappy. Atticus was recently in uh, Atlanta watching the Braves beat the Yankees. Um, We've got Eric saying, enjoy the trip, Chandler. Go to Varsity, get a burger and a dog. He, He said, you're more likely to get hammered and end up at Magic City. What's Magic City? Magic City has the best wings in Atlanta. Oh, it's a wing spot? Uh, That's what I know it as. Okay, fair enough. Um, Great segue. Is Brian North joining us? He's not answering his phone. He might be at Magic City. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll check in with Brian. Yeah, I mean, the the line for the wings is pretty long. Yeah. Normally, genuinely. Have you been? Yeah. You've been to Magic City? Yes. May 31st of this summer. Wow, you remember the date and everything. Yeah, well, well, did your career. life change? I had a career fair, so yeah, it did change minorly. What career are you going into that has you at Magic City? It was a career fair, so it was hosted at Mercedes-Benz. Okay. And then I walked a little bit down the block while I was waiting for an Uber, and I uh, went to Magic City and got some wings. How long did you stay in there? I was in line for about 40, 50 minutes. Did you get the wings to go, or did you eat them there? Yeah, to go. All right. It was a bit uh, crowded in there. 
<laughs> what flavor did you get? Lemon pepper. Okay. 12 lemon pepper. Is that like the Lou Williams? Did he make them famous or something? No, I mean, a bunch of athletes do it. Like, Mookie mm. Betts says every time, only thing he does in Atlanta is get Magic City wings, and that's it. All right. Chandler, enjoy the uh, – he is going for a bachelor party. Is that a good place to go? Magic City? Eat wings. Uh, I mean, if you want to eat wings, like, after going out and stuff, yeah, sure. All that's right. Good place. Fair enough. Um, Joey, uh, where you been the last few days? I mean, if it's personal, you don't have to say. But. No, I mean, I just was trying to go home. Uh, had some car issues, so oh, I was man. actually just locked down in the apartment. Really sorry to hear that. It's all good, uh, but it was a good couple of days off. I did get to see the family that came up. We chilled, family, and uh, now we're ready to get back into school into full. Yeah, class. how's that? That's next week, right? Yeah, we're already getting the emails, getting the classes ready. How will that affect? How will school affect uh, DB and Joey at Power Radio? uh it'll affect us i'm me personally not that bad a little bit but not too bad i'll still be around all right i'll still be around db yeah uh i didn't like that look he just gave us uh -oh, are we seeing the last of db for a while no it's going to be interesting how i handle it though with baseball and stuff just yeah. because of our schedule in the afternoon i'll be able to come in wednesdays that's that's for sure um, but have to work around it the rest of the week and try to find a way. But I'll be around. I'm always part of the family. So. And uh, when does the fall ball stuff get going? For scrimmages or practice? Practice. When's practice? Practice. Individual stuff starts, I believe, Monday, actually. Wow. With hitters and pitchers and stuff like that. Um, first practices and scrimmages are the end of next month. Um, okay. So free to the public, obviously. But, yeah. That's Is Cliff going to let us chill in the uh, dugout? Probably not. Okay. Us being who? The grounds crew? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, no, Cliff, he definitely not let me. Certainly not. No. <laughs> no. Not that he doesn't love you guys. You have a better chance being a grounds crew member of getting in on that than ex, you do as a pirate radio person. Member. I retired. You retired? Yeah. You hung it up. Yeah. You guys might as well just not even come as media. Just come cheer me on. We're like part of Danny Bill's family. Exactly. Because friends and family can go. Absolutely. Okay. Just not even be media. Just be the camera. We're here to support our boy. We're in the Bill section. Right. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Brian North, who joins us here on this program. North, how you doing today, man? I'm confused. I came in in the middle of that conversation. I have no idea what any of it was about. Well, the previous conversation was about Magic City in Atlanta because Chandler's heading there. Do you have any information on that? No. No. Is that a strip club? What is that? Magic City? What is that? Oh, well, yeah. Well, they serve wings, apparently, too, but they do some other stuff there. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Nope. Uh, I'm a... Uh, no, what's the? They got the uh, what is that? The rocket place in Atlanta that's supposed to be the big thing used to be Red Rocket, something like that. Hmm, not familiar. Not familiar. I haven't been to a Braves game since they played at Fulton County Stadium, so it's been a little while. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I never went to Turner, and I haven't been to Truist yet. You never went to Turner? Nope. I don't. No. In fact, I rem I went <laughs> when they were building all the Olympic stuff. Yeah. So that was like 95 to get ready. What was it, 96 games, I think? Yes, 90, summer of 96, correct. So, like, I went around that time for the last time to uh, to see the Braves play. They beat the Cubs one nothing on a Ryan Klesko solo home run. So there you go. Uh, North, uh, you getting ready for the Blitz Friday night? Yes, I am uh, delirious. I've been working so much trying to get this uh, – Everything together. You know, week one, once you get the routine, you know, you get the weeks rolling, but getting ready for week one is always 
it's always a pain in the tail. But, I, I, you know, we're about as good as we're going to get, and then we'll see how everything shakes out Friday night. What are the uh, big games week one, Brian, you got circled? Ooh, well, <clears throat> in Pitt County, you know, uh, intriguing games with Laney and Conley and, and New Hanover and J.H. Rose, the Wilmington versus Greenville connection. Those are really cool ones. Really the best game in the state to be, or at least Eastern North Carolina, is Havelock at Wallace-Rose Hill, two, two teams that feel like they can win state championships uh, in their respective classifications. And so they're facing off in Legion Stadium. Of course, Havelock's had all the offseason issues with who's going to be the head coach. Uh, Wallace is back loaded, ready to go again, so that one's great. You've got the Battle of Browntown between uh, Green Central coming off a great season and North Lenore with yet another new head coach. Uh, Pamlico and West Craven is what we are calling the Freaky Friday game. Uh, West Craven head coach Mike Twitchell was from Pamlico, played at Pamlico, coached there. Now he's at West Craven. And Bobby Griffin is a West Craven grad who played there. Now he's the head coach at uh, Pamlico. So they swapped roles or swapped sides. So that's the Freaky Friday game. That's a good one. You know, a lot of new coaches uh, making yeah. debuts. Washington's head coach, Matt Taylor, making his debut at Croatan. Of course, Terrence Saxby at New Bern. So uh, those are all the intriguing storylines we're checking out. Yeah, Paul Cornwell back at Aiden Grifton. Uh, one Wooten out one in uh, yeah. interim coach brent wooten there and have uh, chris cherry i'm fascinated to see in south central struggled on the uh, football field unlike they do uh on the hardwood but now chris cherry goes over there sees if he can kind of clean things up uh football wise so fascinated to see what happens there as well yeah i had a long talk with him this morning as a matter of fact stopped by to get a helmet and just kind of not with the camera in his face but you know just test his temperature about how he feels about it and he's pretty pumped about it i mean he's nervous because he's a guy used to success, but they have everything there. They just haven't had continuity and, and the, the, the final things to, to finish that program off, and he thinks he can do that. You know, I forgot he played football in college. He went to Livingstone College and played. Huh. So it's not like he's taking on a sport he's never dealt with before. He was an assistant to Robert Cody at Plymouth, who's a legend, and then he was also an assistant coach when he first arrived at South Central under Walt Davis. So uh, it, it's not like this is his first venture there, just his first time as a head coach at the varsity level, which 28 years into his teaching career and he's a head football coach for the first time is, is just fascinating story. Check out the highlights. Check out uh, North's uh, – I love following North on Football Friday Nights because he gives you updates, gives you the scores, and yeah. it's all like talk to text, so half of it you can hardly understand. But oh, that's authentic Brian North. I love it. I can't wait for it tomorrow night. I always just worried when we when I give scores from CB Acock. That's always the one I. <laughs> that's a tricky one. That's a that's a tough one. What time do you guys kick off on the Blitz on CTI tomorrow night, Brian? Um, it's somewhere around like eleven oh eight, eleven ten. All right. <laughs> so people turn in, watch the news, you know, take a quick nap, and then uh, check out the Blitz when it comes on. There you go. Looking forward to it on Friday night. Looking forward to Saturday as well for Pirate fans. It's a big day. It's Meet the Pirates. You can go out, get your pictures, your autographs, all that, and. For us, it's media day, and I uh, got the email from Malcolm Gray. We got a lot of coaches and players that we're going to be talking to on Saturday. Fun day, Brian, where we get to talk yep. football and also uh, get to know these guys as people a little bit, and uh, always enjoy that day. It's always a nice opportunity to talk to some of the players we don't normally get to see or interact yeah. with. But, you know, media availability has changed through the years. And Absolutely. Not like me. I don't get to hang out at practice and and uh and and talk junk at the end this is a one good chance for me to sit down with some of these guys that maybe the only time 
uh, when it's not a game day adrenaline thing flowing. So I'm looking forward to talking to these guys in a more relaxed setting. And Brian, any uh, and then you follow the local angle better than anybody. We talk about it weekly with you on the show. But any guys you saw in high school that are on this ECU roster uh, to keep an eye on? Yeah, Tymere Brown, the uh, defensive back who transferred in from Carolina. He's a Jacksonville guy. Was a uh, uh, electric quarterback, wide receiver, kickoff guy. But now he's just a DB and he's in the mix. So he's a guy uh, we are certainly uh, checking out. He didn't get a chance to play at all at Carolina. So now we'll see if he gets his first collegiate action. Uh, Camaro Edmonds from Havelock, you know, fighting for playing time in that very crowded running back room. So, um, so those are those are two of the main guys we'll we'll see probably get some playing time. Uh, then there's a bunch of younger guys who are on the roster that I think over time will develop. But uh, those are the two big ones, I think, that could have impactful snaps this year. Brian, uh, I had a list of the all-name team uh, this year for college football, and uh, Conley Viking, former Viking, was on that list. Uh, Panda Askew, one of the uh, all-name offensive linemen, uh, he is at Charlotte now. Yep, yep. Uh, I remember Panda well, war number, one of his 70, 71, something like that, but he was a big boy who fit his name. I know we, we checked into how he got that name, but I, I, it's it's escaping me now. But he always just kind of looked like a big old panda bear to me, so it fit. But, yes, I uh, remember panda well. Christian on YouTube says, North on North Green Central tomorrow night. North talked about that one a moment, momentarily. He said he had the privilege of coaching Green Central's new kicker, Jacob Beeman. So keep an eye out for him, Brian. I wonder if that's Matt Beeman's kid, the uh, head coach at, at mm. Heritage Camp because he lives in the Snow Hill area. So I'll, I'll have to check that out. Connect those dots. Yeah, there's some good intriguing stories that are going on in that game, too. Green Central's got to replace a bunch of guys. I did not know this, but one of the highest recruited players in the state was at Green Central, but now he's transferred to Southern Durham, and that's kind of a sore subject in the hmm. Snow Hill area now. So, uh, so we'll keep an eye on uh, how they respond. And North Lenore's got their third head coach in three years, and uh, but they've got some talent there. So it's... I very I get that one. A lot of intriguing matchups. This week one, sometimes you don't know what to expect, so we're excited to see who's got what. High school action kicking off tonight with the JVs and then Friday night. And uh, haven't checked the weather, Brian. Are we going to get a full Friday night in tomorrow night, you think? Yeah, yeah maybe heat's going to be the only thing yeah. cramped, but, but no rain is in the forecast, so uh, so we're checking that out. Awesome. We're ta- check this one out. Well, we're tying in. We were talking about Chris Cherry in South Central. You know, Terrence uh, Copper's son is a star wide receiver for Kinston, so he'll be in Winterville tomorrow night. So he's a stud. Yep, he's a good one. Uh, just a sophomore, but he's already getting a lot of a lot of looks. Awesome. Brian, uh, so we've got real action. We've got preseason action in the NFL for ECU. It's the second and final scrimmage of the fall camp, and this one is closed to the media. We saw some of last week's, and it didn't look great from an offensive perspective, but uh, you know, I, I'm not going to take too much from that. Uh, all I can report is and talk about is what I saw, and I saw some interceptions from uh, a number of different quarterbacks. So maybe the offense gets them back this week and, and plays better. Uh, but I don't know. How are you feeling as we sit? Uh, we just did the countdown to kickoff 16 days away from ECU, Michigan. Uh, what are you thinking about East Carolina? Well, a lot will be made of the quarterbacks, but I like that running back room. And I think yeah. Houston wants to run the ball more than 50% of the time this year. And and when you throw in, if Mason Garcia is your guy, that's another a running threat from the backfield. So I I think it's uh, we've been talking about this. It's like the old JMU days or the old Skip Holtz days. I think you're going to see this team with the way the defense is set up. Uh, if they can control the ball, running it and uh, offensively, and, and let the defense uh, be aggressive and make turnovers, 
you may not see a ton of points put up this year, uh, but uh, you may see a pretty good ground control game, so we won't have to talk about the quarterback so much. But, you know, I think that's the plan, but you know how plans go, and, and we'll see how the season breaks down. But uh, I think that's what Mike Keith would like to see this year. I just don't know if you can win in 2023 like we did in 09 and 08, but yeah. I do think it's kind of what you were saying there. It could look similar to that. And I think Mike Houston would be okay with that. Run the ball, play good defense, keep you in games, have a chance to win in the in the third and fourth quarter. He would love that. That's always that's been his formula for success. And was it JMU with that aggressive defense? Now they had some good quarterbacks that could sling it, and they let them do that. But it was always the, the run game came first and control that clock a little bit, keep your defense fresh on the sideline so they can come in and just uh, run like dogs back there and blitz like crazy and do all sorts of weird, funky stuff that creates turnovers and great field position. Brian, I saw your Dukes got a uh, vote for the top 25 in the AP. They're really good, but they've got the same issue. They've got to find a quarterback. They they uh, lost uh, the transfer that played one year for them last year. They're solid everywhere, but the big question mark is quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, there's there's high expectations. They sold out their season tickets for the first time ever. Now it's only like eight or nine thousand, but they've never done that before. So there certainly is some high expectations in Harrisonburg. Let's talk quarterbacks. Let's talk uh, NFL debuts. We'll start with some ECU guys and and work our way uh, to the Panthers. But uh, what did you make of Holt's debut last Thursday night? It was awesome. You know, everybody's going to make a lot of the touchdown pass that uh, some people say was a, a lucky deal. I, I, still, I think it was meant to be a back shoulder throw. Just went a little higher than he thought because of the blitz that was coming. But four for four, uh, the run up the gut for 22 yards um, was vintage Holton. I, I can see a scenario where Pete Carroll will use him in, uh, in a role kind of like what the Saints do with, with their guy there. I think they will, might create some packages for him unless there's a veteran that gets cut somewhere that they can't refuse when it comes to the waiver wire. I think Holton did a lot for making his case to be the third quarterback on that team. Um, I think Pete Carroll likes to develop young guys like that, even a Russell Wilson who was a fourth rounder. You know, They developed for many years, so um, I, I like what he did. Now we'll see if he can follow it up. I don't know how many snaps he'll get against the Cowboys this week, but uh, I feel like he did nothing but help his chances last week. You always wonder what a guy's going to look like at the next level playing the best of the best. And that run, those two runs that he had, look like, you know, Conley and ECU while he was running. Now he got popped at the end of it, maybe harder than he did ever at high school, in high school and college. But as far as the runs themselves, I mean, he, he looked like he belonged out there. I thought they were perfect reads, right? And, yeah. And kind of when you're when you're kind of getting your your feet in the NFL, I mean that's what you want to do. I mean he's got some Steve Young in him. He's got, uh, you know, obviously Tim Tebow will be the comparison, although I think he's faster than Tebow. But he's got that ability in his arsenal, and it's much better to show that when you're younger and you're still trying to read defenses to show that you can be effective option back there. So I thought it was great. Vintage Holton, uh, perfect. I mean it's kind of how he started his career to both uh, Conley and ECU with his legs being a dominant weapon and look it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings if he does it in the nfl too because the two guys ahead of him probably aren't the swiftest of foot uh holden made a, a good case for him to make that team in some capacity another guy that did that week one of preseason brian was keaton mitchell and he was valuable in the return game he had the one run where he took it down the sidelines for a touchdown got called back unfortunately and then there was another play where like he got trapped in the backfield and was just able to outrun guys like he did at east carolina on a 
broken play, just use his speed to make something happen. I didn't know, and that's not going to happen every time in the NFL. Uh, but just seeing him do that made me think, wow, okay, this guy, uh, this guy's ready for it. So hopefully he can continue to get touches. He'll take on uh, the Commanders Monday night. The uh, the Ravens will. You can't teach speed, right? And NFL coaches love speed. It's just a matter of how can you use the guy. I've always said he he just had, watching him in pads on the field, he had that Chris Johnson-type burst that you just, you see it and you still take the wrong angle every time on it because it's just something deceptive about it. And NFL guys are going to love that. It's just his size is going to be the interesting part and how are how is uh, John Harbaugh going to use him. But I think They've been pretty good in the past about using guys and finding them effective. And in certain ways, they certainly want to use them in a kicking game, uh, because especially when you're younger and that speed out there. So I think he made himself a nice case. He's got to follow it up. But I, I, they'll find a place for him somewhere in Baltimore, whether it's practice squad. Uh, but I, I think they'll try to find a, a spot for him on the roster. One catch for Ryan Jones got in the box score as a tight end for the Giants. And then Isaiah Winstead, two targets, two catches for him, who uh, who – from everything we read, is having a really good camp with the 49ers and uh, really pulling for him. Yeah, I mean, I think best-case scenario for him is practice squad. Um, look, you never know with the way coaches and their quarterback situation there, but uh, I think with as late as he was signed, what little they had invested in him, uh, if he can show out, I think practice squad would be uh, top-notch for him. What do you uh, think of Bryce Young uh, kind of playing for his life out there game one with Carolina? But not, not good, Brian, when your offensive lineman, line group has to have a players-only meeting after the first preseason game. It's not a good sign. Yeah, and Frank Wright thought that was going to be a strength of the team. So uh, the good point, the good thing is, you know, you don't show a lot in your in your preseason games. It's very vanilla offense and um, so uh, you got the snaps out of the way. Um, the offensive line is a concern. That was against a very good defense, so uh, they can only go anywhere but up at this point. But uh, inauspicious, but I, I kind of like it. I'd much rather have that if I'm a fan than have them look really good and then disappoint me when the regular season starts. I'd much rather set the bar low and, and have them improve. I really think this team has the potential to improve throughout the season being under a first-year coaching coordinator and a lot of new players. I think there's room still to gel and, and get better. Brian North talking football with us here on Pirate Radio Live. Check out the Blitz on Friday night, WCTI 12. Brian, have a great first show. I know you'll take a deep breath afterwards, and it'll be smooth sailing after that, but uh, good luck on show number one this year. And a deep breath. Hopefully it's not my last breath. See you, North. Thanks, man. All right. All right, Clipper. There is Brian North joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll take a break. I just went to X and noticed I had two DMs, and they were both the same link. One was from Joey. One was from uh, Alex, listener. Apparently, you can get uh, cappuccinos at Magic City as well. Literally, when you were talking to Brian, when you first started talking to Brian, 57 seconds after you started talking to Brian, I turned and looked at my Twitter feed, and that story popped up. And I was like, "Oh wow!" Somebody... It popped up 15 minutes ago. I thought it was old. No, oh, no. it just popped. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. I I'm... see it. Yeah. No, what so I'm that's... saying is, is that when you at the very beginning of yeah. Brian's interview is when it popped up, and I was I... like, "We were just talking about this." Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought this was like old, and you guys were like, "Hey, look at this." No, that's weird. Yeah, it was like Big That's, Brother must be paying all the real close attention to it. Too. Yeah. So, so not only do they have wings, they have cappuccinos that wiggle. <laughs> they, they I mean, I, that's just about the 
nicest way I yeah. can explain it. Don't say anymore. They, they actually did have those in May, just weren't in cappuccinos. What were they in? Oh, never mind. We'll take a break. Come back. <laughs> Wrap up hour number one of Fire Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Mm, just hit a good immaculate grid. Braves and Mariners. Freddie Garcia. Surely, that reminds me, we have not played the Daily Dozen trivia today. Oh, okay. Let's do that during the break. Okay. Or oh, we can do it on the air. We can do, do it on, on the air? air. Yeah, that's fine. Danny, get in there and get in the mic so everybody's yeah, got a mic. All right, NFL. This running back led the Bears from 20... Oh, I already know this one. 2008 to 2015 was a receiving threat, 102 receptions. Um, Name that running back for the Bears from 08 to 15. I have the answer. You got it? Who you got? Matt Forte. That is it. I hope that's it because that's who I have too. <laughs> Matt Forte is correct. MLB. What team came up short of the World Series by losing to the Phillies in the National League Championship in both 08 and 09? I know they lost to the Rays and then, no, beat the Rays and then lost to the Yankees. NLCS. Uh, Dodgers, uh, Cardinals. uh, Just the Braves? I don't think it was the Braves. The Phillies. Could have been the Giants, maybe. They were good around that time. Um, what about the Central? About like the Cubs? Mets? Were they any good then? Cubs? Joey? Anything? Nothing? Come on, though, guys. Like, don't ask me about baseball. Okay, he is not Mister Baseball. I don't know this one, uh, Danny Beal. Giants isn't bad. I would say go with Phillies and LCS. Astros. No, were the Astros AL? They were AL at that time. Do the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. That is incorrect. NBA, Alec Burks, Trey Lyles, and Dante Exum were first-round picks by this team. Jazz. Yeah. All righty. Let's go with the Jazz. That is correct. The city of Lagos has a population of over 15 million people and belongs to this African country with flag colors of green and white. Joey? Uh, it's, it's Nigeria. Nigeria has a green and white flag. That's what I was going to suggest, and that is correct. Well done, Joey. Oh, this is celebrity mashup. These are tough, Shirley. Okay, the guy in the Denzel middle. And that's Denzel and somebody. The guy from uh, the Star Wars movies, right? Oh, yeah, but I don't know John his name. something. You can put Denzel in first, and then you can try the next name, too. I think it's like John, and he's got a weird last name. So we're going to go Denzel, and we're going to go John. Abo- I have no idea. 
I know. I know the. I can just see the hairlines. All right. Well, this isn't cheating because this is going to be my answer. I'm going to say um, Star Wars. John Boyaga, Boyega, Boyega is going to be my answer. John Boyega, and that is Dang, correct. Uh, well done. Well done. Surely we don't get a lot of those. Yeah. Intamins. Intamin's Tiny Muffin and Brownie Products with a cartoon dog on the box sold under what brand name? Intamin's Tiny Muffin and Brownie Products with a cartoon dog on the box are sold under what brand name? Uh, uh, little Bites. Yeah, isn't it? Little that's bites. what I was thinking, but is that the company or is that just the Little Bites? Wow, look it's at correct. you. It's correct. Let's go. All right, television. What actor received four Best Actor Emmy nominations for their lead role in Martin? Oh, Martin as Martin Marty Bird, one of my favorite actors. I think it's just a Bateman. Who is it, Charlie? Bateman, yep. yeah. Jason Bateman. Dude, we are killing this Scotty today. Bale loves him from Jason Bateman. Hey, I'm a big fan as well. Uh, Alicia Silver... Oh, let's give this to Shirley. Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. played Cher That's Horowitz good. That's a good one. in this coming-of-age comedy in 1995, <laughs> Brittany Murphy, Paul Rudd. As if. <laughs> Clueless. Clueless is correct. I All totally right. stopped at that stop sign. The only one we miss is going to be baseball. This longtime American Idol judge had two Billboard year in. Oh, give me a break, Shirley. Straight up and cold hearted. Paula That's, Abdul. Let's go. Now we can take another guess at this one. All right, so it's not the Cardinals. We could hit them all if we get this. What's the question? Uh, Phillies and lost in the NLCS to in our Phillies beat this team in the NLCS in 08 and 09. Oh, okay. Well, Giants, Dodgers. Why'd you say no to Dodgers so quick? They weren't good. They I weren't good yet. I don't like, I don't okay. like that. Um, it can't be from their own. There's no way it's from their own division, I right? I can't participate because I thought we got Marlins, the maybe? and we're going back to it. So no, because the Marlins, they would make the playoffs and go to the World Series Brooker? or nothing. Did, def- was What was the year they traded for CeCe? Who? Brewers. Because they didn't mm. try the Brewers. Back-to-back years? No. Dang it, man. And that team was? It was the Dodgers. <laughs> All right, I don't even know why you asked me. <laughs> I don't either. I've never asked you again. Nope. That was a good round, though. Nice. That's the most I've ever gotten, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eight out of nine? Yeah, that's strong. Solid. Good work. Let's take a break. When we return, hour two, Pirate Radio Live. wonder if anybody up here had the answer. Jack said, come on, guys, Giants. Wrong. Same division. Wrong. All right, when we return, we will talk to Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus. We'll talk some college football, some NFL, and later on this hour, Jim Manos, former ECU golf captain, who had a run-in with Brady Quinn at the course, and uh, we'll be talking some ECU Michigan with him and more. Big Hour 2 on tap. We got the Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and former Pirate lineman Phoenix Evans in Hour 3. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 
50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a Thursday. Let's talk some college football, NFL, and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Big man, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Cliff? Doing good. And uh, just for everybody out there, we are recording this uh, one day in advance. So by the time this airs, there could be eight new teams and eight new conferences. Who knows? But, uh, Jeff, that has been uh, the the big talk here of late. I'm ready for some games. I know you are, too. But, man, some uh, some crazy conference stuff this offseason, really kind of changing the landscape of college football. Yeah, it's funny you have to say that before any time you record something, regardless of when it is, you, know, you have to think about, well, I guess in the next 12, 24 hours, something could change. But – you know, the thing that I like about you know college football and college basketball is there are so many different conferences. Uh, the big boys are going to move around, but you know ones like we're going to talk about today are uh, I think they're pretty safe. I think all these teams will be be there next year. We're going to dive into some action today. Jeff's joined us the last what month and a half, two months, uh, breaking down conferences, and I've really enjoyed the previews. Makes me more knowledgeable, and also gets me and uh, the folks listening excited about football. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, and dive into it, Jeff, and uh, let's talk some Mac. Uh, we like it on Saturdays. We like it on Fridays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. It's uh, kind of carved out its own niche. Some fun, high-flying football. Who is, uh, who's the team to beat uh, in the Mac this year? Who do you like? Yeah, so I, 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 I went over every conference on a personal level, and I'm not sure if there's a conference with a more undoubted number one than this conference. I think Toledo is significantly better than every uh, every team in this conference. Keep in mind, Cliff, no team has won this conference consecutively uh, in about 10 years. The last team to do it was Northern Illinois in 2010. Um, they repeated as conference champions. But I think Toledo has a real shot to do it again. They returned 16 starters on uh, both sides of the ball. They really return everyone. They had the best defense in the MAC last year, fewest uh, yards allowed. And their quarterback, Daquan Finn, look, I'm not going to say he's Michael Vick, but he is really an electric football player. This is one of my favorite teams to bet on last year. I kind of hit him out of the park. I had them to win the MAC last year. Um, and they were just nasty. In fact, you look at week one, one straight out the gate they have a really interesting game against illinois yeah. it's gonna be one of those kind of games that i look at as a gambler where you have little brother playing big brother if you will now i know toledo's in ohio but when you look at kind of regional action illinois kind of looks like a, a bit of a kind of a stepping up team i think that's going to be a great upset spot for toledo that's a really good football team i think they win the match yeah, I, I kind of want to dive into that. We'll, we'll go into teams, but like, is there a Mac over bigger school upset you see? And some teams are going to get their chances early on Central Michigan, Michigan State, Miami of Ohio, Miami, uh, Kent State, UCF. Um, and Ohio San Diego State, if you want to include that one, but yeah, that that Toledo Illinois uh, interesting matchup early on. All right, who's the uh, the best of the rest in the Mac, Jeff? Uh, who do you like behind Toledo? Well, I'll bring this team up. From not only, I think, competition standpoint, but they were actually one of the better teams in the country last year against the spread. The Ohio Bobcats, they were 9-4 and four last year against the number. That's nearly a 70% win 
cover percentage. And you mentioned they got a game week zero uh, in 11 days against the San Diego State Aztecs. I believe that is in the new Snapdragon Stadium in uh, San Diego. That'll be nice. Um, but I think they have a real chance to pull an upset. They have a quarterback, Curtis Rourke, who might actually be better than Daquan Finn. I think it's possible he is the best quarterback in this conference. Ohio's a team that uh, didn't have him last year due to a torn ACL. He'll be back. They got a good run game, a good group of weapons uh, players. The problem they have is generally defensively. They got a lot of points last year, um, but they have some optimism with some guys back. They're a good football team. They're always well coached. They had Frank Solich for a lot of years, and uh, now they have this guy, Tim Albin, uh, who, who's actually a pretty decent coach. So I would go with uh, Ohio. You also hear a lot about Miami of Ohio. They have a really good coach, Chuck Martin. They're always a team that uh, is kind of six-win, seven-win type of team. But they have their quarterback back. He also missed most of last year with an injury. Um, they'll be the team out of the East that I think challenges Ohio to challenge Toledo in the West. Jeff and I do breaking down the Mac here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, always uh, a good team out of this group. That is Toledo. Always some uh, some fun teams to watch. There's also some bottom feeders. And just looking at the odds, is that Kent State this year, Jeff? Are they bottom of the barrel here? Yeah, I'll actually tell you that I think Kent State is the worst team in America. Mm. Uh, I have them even below UMass. Um, I think UMass has actually a decent defense and a – okay quarterback. They're bad, but Kent State, this roster is horrific. Cliff, I don't know that I've ever seen this. They don't have one returning player on either first or second string on offense. I've never seen that before. Um, They have a new coach, a guy called Kenny Burns. He was the offensive coordinator down at Louisville. Um, He comes over, and this is a really tough uh, ask. I think the hope is maybe they'll have some success defensively and they can stay in a game and not give up 40 every game. But I looked at the schedule, a great win total that I personally bet was under two and a half wins outside of central Connecticut state. I don't see a win. Hmm. I think this is a one and 11 team. Kent state is uh, real bad. Jeff, I'm looking at, and this is Athlon, the MAC uh, 2023 preseason all-conference team. And, man, a lot of Ohio Bobcats on that uh, first-team offense, including their quarterback, a couple of receivers. Uh, on the defensive side, I see a lot of those Toledo Rockets. Uh, any any players to watch, players to keep an eye on in this conference you like watching week in, week out? Yeah, I would say definitely keep an eye on that Toledo offense. They're going to score a lot of points this year. Uh, as I said, Finn is just electric. I really enjoy watching him play. He had 32 total touchdowns last year. They have two receivers, Jawan Newton and uh, Devin Maddox, are really electric. Uh, they also have a player on defense, uh, Jamal Hines. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, you know, I, I look at kind of up and down this uh, conference. I mean, you also look at, uh, you know, a team like uh, Northern Illinois. They had a tough year last year, 3-9. and nine. Uh, I think a lot of people hope they'd be better. Rocky Lombardi is a good quarterback. I can see him kind of resurrecting them a little bit. I also like Ball State. I'll bring them up for one reason, Cliff. I I always kind of tell you, there's the teams at the top, there's the teams at the bottom, but there's always that team like out of nowhere that kind of surprises. I think Ball State could be that. They're well coached under Mike New, and they have a new quarterback, Lane Hatcher. Hatcher was down in the Sun Belt, had some big games. They're really good on both offensive and defensive lines. They, uh, they're a team that are interesting. I, I think uh, Lane Hatcher could be an interesting player in this conference. Buffalo has a good quarterback as well. 
Um, so he's got to keep an eye on in, um, in um, Cole Snyder. A lot of interesting players here, and they always get that kind of ability on the, the maxion on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. That's all these are really worried about. That's what really matters in these conferences. Yeah, we'll see that later in the year. Jeff Nadeau joining us talking Mac as we are breaking down all the conferences here and have done it all summer long on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, while we got you here uh, last Thursday, I uh, was excited about seeing some uh, former Pirates try to to make their teams in the NFL. And a couple of guys, I think, took major strides in doing that. Hold Nailers, his performance on Thursday night. And then Keaton Mitchell, Saturday, ran for a long touchdown, got called back because of holding, but looked good, was in the return game as well. Uh, every other Pirate got in the box score. Isaiah Winstead, a couple of catches. Ryan Jones, a catch for the Giants. So it, it, I think one weekend, uh, we're very excited about our guys. And I know we talked last week about how important these games are to players like that. And uh, it was cool to see them shine. I don't know. Anything stood out to you uh, from a uh, preseason standpoint through one week? Yeah, so I actually have an interesting story about this. So I was – obviously the, the Ravens play the Eagles. Yeah. I was watching – the game and I, I I see the kickoff happen and I hear Keith Mitchell's name and I see him just bursting down the sideline on a nice return and I thought wow I remember those on Saturdays uh, yeah he I thought he looked really good in the return game I think he had three kickoffs for like seventy three yards um, and as you said that long touchdown run is not going to show up in the box score but if it would have he would have had a huge huge a day you know in six or seven carries. I think he has a real opportunity to um, to make a team. I mean, he's just electric. That one of those players that can give you something in the return game. Which, if you're going to try to make a roster in the NFL, and you're a kid like Keith Mitchell, special teams is where you do it. Uh, and as far as Gardner Minch or uh, not Gardner Minshew, um, Holden. Holden, yeah. Say Gardner. I'm thinking of why am I thinking of? Holden? Well, Gardner Minshew did go to East Carolina before going to Washington that's, State. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, as far as Holton Naylor's, look, I've said before, I don't think that's an incredibly strong uh, quarterback room out there in Seattle. Um, you know, we'll see. I, you know, obviously he's a longtime player. He's 23 years old. He, he's old, but he's got some experience. Um, we've only seen one game. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see him on, what, Friday against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Did have a touchdown the other night. Um, I don't love that quarterback room, like I said. So I would think he'd probably be a third-string quarterback. Interesting to me, Jeff, they only have three. It seems like teams have more than that this time of year. And Pete Carroll uh, choosing to go with Geno, Drew Locke, and Holt Nailers. And if they don't add one, I think that is that with that new rule where your third quarterback doesn't account, count against your roster, I mean, do they even add one at this point? Uh, it, it looks like he's in pretty good shape to make that team. I would say so. I mean, that's a good point by you. I mean, you, know, you look at kind of third string, even second string quarterbacks. Clipping. Look, look at a guy like Nathan Peterman. Oh my goodness, Peterman, he's been in the league for six years. Yeah, he's made you know about five and a half million dollars in his career. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good life, Clip. I mean, I you know being a whole nailers, I think he can find a long career in the NFL as kind of a backup. He's got a pretty big arm. He's he's kind of athletic. Yeah, I think both these kids have a real shot. Nathan Peterman, by the way, 53% completion percentage, four touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and uh, making making bank. Clip, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick. If you, let's say you were a terrible radio announcer, which you're not, you're very good, but if you think, how long do you think you would last in, in radio? You wouldn't last that long. Nathan Peterman's been a disaster, and he's made 
a six-year career out of it and over $5.5 million. Yep. That's not a bad life. Not at all. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, we talked about rookie performances uh, week one of preseason. Who was the best? Who was the worst? Uh, and the news came out yesterday that Anthony Richardson will be the starter for the Colts over Gardner Minshew. He had that one interception that looked like I'm Anthony Richardson. I've been able to do whatever I want to my entire career, and you you just can't make those throws in the NFL, and I think he'll learn from that. Outside of that, he dropped one in the bucket to Pierce, who dropped the ball at the goal line, which would have been a long touchdown. Um, I, I, I like the prospects of him, but what do you think about him uh, translating, his game translating to the NFL? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks, the game translates because they're all played very similar. Um, he's in a good situation there in, in, in Indy. I mean, Shane Steichen is a really good coach. You know, I like Jim Bob Cooter a lot as their offensive coordinator. They have some weapons there now all of a sudden. Um, pretty good run game, a decent offensive line. You know, I weirdly picked the Colts uh, to somehow find a way to win this division. I don't no. think it's going to be kind of an upset pick. But no. I think Richardson, look, I don't care about one week of preseason. So if a kid plays badly, I don't I don't blow it up like most people do. Um, but there have been some kids that have looked really good. I mean, I, I'm not trying to bring it up, but I will. I mean, Jalen Carter looks like – I've heard a lot of things about him in practice. I mean, he's just been crushing it. Um, there's kids that look good, kids that look bad, but I don't put a lot of stock into just one game. Any of the um, older running backs signing this week change your opinions on anything as far as uh, Zeke to the Patriots, uh, Cook to the Jets? You, do you look at those teams any differently with those signings this week? Yeah, I definitely look at the, the Jets. I mean, I, I, look, I think Dalvin Cook's a damn good player. I, I don't know. You know, I, does that help them? Surely. I mean, it's not like you add him and it hurts them. Look, if, if they signed Ezekiel Elliott, I'd be like, well, I don't really care about that. I mean, yeah. Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, that's a nice little tandem. They have a good running back group. Michael Carter's a good player. Um, they're an interesting team. They're going to be that team clip that's either, you know, really highly, you know, kind of sought after and they end up doing what they're supposed to do or they don't. And they're the, the Chargers every year. Um, we'll see. But they have a lot of, um, uh, I, I guess, positive optimism going into the season. Talking football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Jeff, when we have you on next week, we'll be previewing games. Uh, week zero will be on tap, so very excited about that. We made it through the summer. We appreciate you joining us here talking football. And uh, Anything to plug before we let you go today? Uh, I can't say I, I, I have much. I mean, as always, if you like crime, check out the sit-down. But other than that, um, really just getting ready for the season. Um very excited. It's crazy that what you just said. Next week, we're going to be talking games. Oh, yeah. That, that's exciting. Very, very happy. No doubt. Big man, thanks, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Club. Stephanie Du joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line coming up next week. We will be previewing week zero. We'll have real games to talk about when we visit with the big man. We'll talk some gambling with Wager McGee coming up on Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Right now, we'll take a time out. When we return, we'll talk to former ECU golf captain Jim Manos, who is ready to see his Pirates take on Michigan. We'll talk about his run-in with Brady Quinn at a golf course and uh, talk a lot of football with Jim Manos when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of VCU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Still to come on today's show, the ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, former Pirate lineman Phoenix Evans, as we will talk some Pirate football. But right now, we will talk to a former ECU golfer who uh, will be heading to Ann Arbor to the big house for East Carolina and Michigan. He is Jim Manos joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jim, thanks for your time. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, thank you. And uh, Jim made a... I guess somewhat of an appearance on a national radio show, and uh, buddy Mike Mullis uh, turned me on to this that Jim uh, was uh, was golfing out with Brady Quinn, who uh, has a show with uh, former Redskin linebacker Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. And anyway, Jim's story made it on the air, and and we'll talk about that. But first of all, Jim, let's uh, let's get to know your background a little bit. You were a cat here on the ECU golf team uh, years ago. Tell us about your time in Greenville and uh, and how you made it here to East Carolina back in the day. Well, I was a uh, I was born and raised outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and recruited to uh, East Carolina. And actually, I wanted to go to NC State, but they wanted to redshirt me. And <laughs> the only person I knew from East Carolina, being from Cleveland, was Ernest Biner. So it wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a real good taste at first, but uh, <laughs> when I got down here, it was uh, it was great, and they gave me uh, they gave me some money, and uh, it was my coach's coach Hal Morrison, who's in the Hall of Fame. It was his first year, and he brought in five freshmen, and I was one of those Fab Fives, and with John McGinnis, who played on the tour for nine years, and Michael Teague, and. Jeff Craig and Simon Moy and in any event it was uh it was a great experience and then my my senior season I was voted uh captain by my peers and which was an honor and we were lucky enough to make it to the NCAAs which I think they've only done twice when we were there and then when Barner was there so um I've been a diehard pirate ever since I didn't go back uh, for 17 years until Coach Morrison was inducted to the Hall of Fame, uh, I, I actually got introduced at halftime with uh, his wife uh, at the West Virginia game in 08. Which oh, great game! If you remember that game, um, so that was my time at ECU. I loved it. I graduated in four years and loved going back. I. I go to whenever they're near. I go to Marshall. I go to UC. I went to UC last year in the in the fall. One of my sons went there. I, I actually, my oldest son, went to East Carolina and tried to punt and was cut. Um, that's when they had Worth Gregory, 
but uh, he ended up staying and graduating there. So my oldest son graduated there. So that brought me down quite a bit. And uh, lately, I've been enjoying the Gavin Williams up yeah. in Cleveland. So that's my. Uh, and when I was there, not to blabber on, but it was great athletics. I was there. I graduated in. 91, so I was there with Jeff Blake, and that, that team and the baseball team was phenomenal, going to the Super Regionals, and the we had uh, Blue Edwards and the basketball team, and our golf team was good. It was a great time to be at East Carolina the, in the late 80s, early 90s. Jim Manos joining us, and uh, awesome uh, pirate connections there. And, and Jim, perspective is an interesting thing, because you mentioned Ernest Bonner, and I've been lucky enough, he actually has been here to the studios a couple of times. I've met him. I held a Super Bowl ring. I I think Ernest Bonner, as a pirate, great, but I, I wasn't around to see that. But uh, as a, a guy who scored a touchdown for Washington in the Super Bowl. So I, I look at him at a different light than, uh, than some of the Browns fans, I guess. Well, we we love him as a Browns fan. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it was an unfortunate incident. And he, yep. You know, I saw a 30 for 30 on it, and he, he gets choked up about it. So, uh, no, they love him in Cleveland. He was great for us. Yeah, and a uh, really, really great guy. Ernest Bonner, Pirate, and uh, and a great NFL player who unfortunately is known uh, for that one moment. So, uh, so Jim, you are, I guess you're continuing uh, your golf game. Uh, I had uh, beaten the uh, the locals as an amateur uh, in your professional days, but uh, you are out there at a course, and I, th- I believe you told me you've been a, a member of this particular course for a while, and and uh, old Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame quarterback. We actually watch Brady Quinn a lot. We have CBS Sports HQ on during the afternoons here in the studio a lot. And uh, he's up there as an analyst talking football, things like that. But uh, he's on his radio show. But how, tell us about that interaction with Brady and then how your conversation with him made it to national radio. So uh, I'm a member at Muirfield Village, uh, you know, where Jack Nicholas is courses and that's in Dublin, Ohio, outside of Columbus. And that's where Brady went to high school and grew up. So, and by the way, he's, he's a nice guy, super nice guy. But we played in a tournament this last Saturday, or it was a Friday, Saturday member guest. And, uh, and after the tournament, we had a few cocktails and such. And, uh, uh, we got to talk and he was at the same table as I was. And, I uh, actually I had a few cocktails with him the night before, but, uh, we got on the topic of East Carolina and Michigan, and I told him that uh, I'm spending about ten grand on a custom luxury bus and twenty tickets and servers and booze and food and everything else, and we're going up to Ann Arbor on September second, and I I don't plan on uh, going up there to get second place, and uh, <laughs> kind of chuckled and. Uh, he, you know, he's like, you really believe you can beat him? And I, I kind of went through a few scenarios, uh, uh, ECU against, uh, Carolina being a 18 point dogs or 15 point dogs against Boise or, uh, the, the West Virginia game back in, uh, uh, when they were ranked like eighth in the country, we, we ran them out of the gym <laughs> and, uh, um, just showing my spirit for East Carolina, I said, I, I really believe in my heart. We're going to, we got the athletes and, uh, 
we're gonna we're gonna come to play. So he got a he got a chuckle out of it and kind of was stoking me on. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't get real loud, but it uh, you know I was showing my my support for the Pirates, no question. And I, and I do believe we'll uh, we're gonna give them a run for their money. Did you ask him why the uh, the folks in South Bend are scared to schedule East Carolina, Jim? I did not ask. <laughs> I did not. But they they don't want to come to the boneyard. I can tell you that. Hell yeah, you're right about that. You know, I my father is a surgeon from Ohio State, and my sister we went to law school there, and um, you know, they're I grew up a Buckeye family, and. It's it's a shame that these big schools like that they they don't mind playing you at home, but they'll never play you away. So exactly. And then I mentioned to Brady also, which he brought in his podcast, that uh, when Ohio State got beat by uh, Virginia Tech, yeah, next week the Pirates went into uh, Blacksburg and and ran them out of the gym. That's right. Yeah. So. I know my history. <laughs> yeah, you were ready to go. You, uh, if you uh, want to get in an ECU debate uh, with someone, you might want to have Jim Manos on your side because you got the facts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, always interested about guys like uh, like Brady Quinn. You said he's a great guy, and he, you know, went to Notre Dame. He had that. What I remember about him is his his physique, his biceps. Like he was in those uh, those commercials for. Like the, uh, the the powders and the substances because he was such a, a jack dude and went to went to your Browns right went to Cleveland and just never made it as a NFL quarterback but has uh, really found his niche in the in the broadcasting world and uh, and like you said you you know him now kind of off screen off mic everything said he's a good guy but man um, those guys have big egos and they've been told they're great it's kind of a a bit of a fall from grace, but it's cool to see guys like Brady Quinn, you know, able to, you know, still do what he does now in the limelight. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Urban Meyer lived two doors down from me before. Uh, oh, wow. There's some stories. So Urban lived two doors down from me and before he moved to Jacksonville, which we know how that worked. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's definitely some egos in those groups. So. <laughs> In Cleveland, you know, it's the graveyard of quarterbacks. Uh, hopefully, not now, but uh, he was just definitely a part of it. And he's a he's a lot bigger than I thought, and uh, I don't think he had much much problems getting any any gals down there at Notre Dame. <laughs> so. Talking to uh, Jim Manos, Jim, uh, tell us more about the uh, the the bus, the the party uh, that will be happening uh, before the game in the big house. And how many folks are you taking there to Ann Arbor? How many uh, how many's in your section there? Uh, I'm taking 20 people. I've wow. got a luxury bus, satellite TV, all that jazz. We're leaving my house at 6.30 a.m. and driving up to the big house. And uh, uh, from there, we're going to a tailgate right outside the stadium. And I forget what section we're in, but I got 20 tickets together. It's about on the 15-yard line. And after the game, we're going to... We're gonna probably celebrate, burn the burn the place down, and get back on the bus, have a few cocktails, and head on back down to Columbus. Or 
There you go. The plan. I love the line. Now, you're not showing up to Ann Arbor to finish second. Uh, you're there for one one task. That's right. I'm not spending ten grand to go up there to get second place. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Mando's joining us. Actually, the second uh, ECU golf uh, golfer and golf alum that we've talked to in the in the last two weeks. We had Nick Brown on uh, last week, Jim. He actually qualified for the uh, U.S. Amateur going on this week in Colorado. Don't think he fared too well Monday and Tuesday, uh, but we had him in studio last week, and uh, it was cool to hear from him. And he was kind of in an interesting spot, Jim, where he had already lined up a job. He, In fact, he was going to start his job this week, but his boss said, hey, if you, you want to go play in the U.S. Amateur, I guess you can go for that. Uh, but he said he was going to hang up the clubs professionally or uh, seriously, regardless of what happened this week. So he went out there, got to play at a really cool course uh, in Colorado, and uh, good to see East Carolina on the golf map. And, of course, Harold Varner III keeps us on the uh, golf map these days. Yeah, no, that uh, – so I live on the sixth hole at Muirfield Village where they where they have the memorial tournament. And uh, John McGinnis, who I, we played yeah. with, same, same air – and John played on the tour for nine years and has a talk show on XM Golf, uh, which is the name of the talk show is uh, McGinnis on Tap. And he comes to my house every year and stays and brings brings a couple pros and uh, get a little ECU uh, talking. And actually, every year I hang up my East Carolina flag at my house. Uh, even if Varner's not playing, I, I got it up there. So we're uh, we're diehard fans. Jim, what's your take as a you know former collegiate golfer and a guy that still does it a lot these days and, and knows the pros? Uh, what's your take on Live versus PGA Tour? And and uh, look, I, I I don't know where we are in the soap opera. What episode we're on? It looked like there was going to be a coming together, but there's still sparring between Rory and Phil and all that. So, what, what's your take on the whole ordeal? I think it's I think it's good for golf. I I mean personally, I mean. With all due respect, I don't even, and I don't follow it uh, like I used to, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of big names on that uh, on the live, and I think it was good for those guys to go there. They pay surely paid them, and I think that uh, joining together is great for the game. And I personally, I think the PGA Tour messed up, um, you know, by not sharing in the wealth, and uh, so in all in all, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good, a good fit there. You know, there'll probably be some pros and cons, but, uh, they'll get through it. And, but all in all, I think it'll be good for the game and good for the spectator. So, I mean, I can tell you this much going to the Memorial every day in my backyard. I miss, you know, seeing Barner and all these guys. So, um, that's my take on the, on that. Jim Manos joining us, former ECU golf captain. He'll be heading up to Ann Arbor with a slew of uh, Pirates getting ready for one of the biggest upsets of all time. Maybe the biggest upset since App State knocked off Michigan all those years ago. So uh, there's precedent there for a North Carolina team to win in the big house, and uh, hopefully we're the next one to do it, Jim. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I hope to go to, my parents have a home in Hendersonville, but I hope to go to the App State game as well in a nice. couple weeks after that. 
Yeah, tough start to this, uh, the season with Michigan. That Marshall game at home is going to be huge. And then a trip to Boone to take on App State. So it's a uh, pretty tough September for the Pirates. But, yeah, that'd be cool if you could uh, catch a couple of games. Uh, when are you, uh, you got any plans to make it back to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Jim? Yeah, I used to. With my son being there, I would go down yeah. every year for games. But, no, absolutely. I spoke to Simon Moy about this the other day that uh, – I surely want to come down, and usually I come down to one of their bigger games or the Hall of Fame weekend. I'll come down, but uh, yeah, I, I love coming back. My uh, my brother's daughter, my niece, I guess she is uh, on the eye of the women's softball coach there. Okay, and she's really good athlete. She's getting recruited by Ohio State and a lot of big schools, but. Um, uh, she likes East Carolina, and I think we can get her there. All right, keep that pipeline going. I like it. Sure. Jim Mano is joining us. Well, Jim, uh, have a blast at the game, and hopefully afterwards you can tell uh, Brady Quinn next time you see him at the course, I told you so. So that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't have a problem doing that. Jim, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Maybe do it again down the road. Great talking with you. Anytime. Keep my number. All right, there is former ECU golf captain Jim Manos, who, uh, interesting story there, found himself uh, on the golf course with Brady Quinn, started talking uh, about the Pirates beating Michigan, and then Brady Quinn started talking about that on his national radio show with LeVar Arrington, and uh, Jim kind of became show fodder there for a moment. But uh, just another Pirate out there in Ohio ready to take a bus up to the big house and uh, witness East Carolina and Michigan. Marcus Crandall joining us here in the studio. What's up, Marcus? What's going on, man? How you doing? Another day closer to football. Oh, going good. Uh, absolutely. Getting football excited. Football on tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, do got a preseason game going on tonight. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up Hour 2. We'll uh, we'll talk some preseason football with Marcus. Also coming up Hour 3, Phoenix Evans going to join us. Uh, coming in studio, right, Marcus? Yes, he is. Awesome. On his way. Former Pirate will join us. So, uh, a lot of Pirate football talk and more Coming up, Hour 3, we're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner on Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall in studio. And uh, who better than to break down Holt Naylor's first passing touchdown as a professional and tell us how much of it was luck and how much of it was the correct play so uh you've seen this one right i've seen it i have seen it all right so uh that rush is coming at him pretty quick right uh here off the edge so he's he's, getting blitzed he is about to get blasted uh, and the thing about it that i like is that he sees the blitz that's most important uh you have to be able to see the blitz and uh he saw it 
Uh, so he's looking for his hot route. And it probably, from what it looked like, it was probably a, a flat route, which is goes to the boundary on the sidelines. And uh, the guy turned it up, and they probably had a wheel route. And so that's what it looked like. Um, and then he had a guy in his face, and then it's it's one on one, man. It's one on one was what you want uh, as a receiver, and then as a quarterback as well. So you find that one on one matchup, and then uh, you you give yourself or you give your teammate <clears throat> a chance to make a play. And in this situation, man, it's uh, I I think the DB is caught in a in, in a, a place of pretty much no return or, or helpless, so to speak, in regards to the ball is thrown short. Uh, whether by design or not, we don't know. But uh, but it is in. It ended up uh, being short, and the the receiver sees the ball being thrown, and he adjusts to it right away. Now you see the DB turn around, and he finds it. But yeah, he's, I, would, I was going to point that control. out. Marcus. He's out of control, right? DB actually has his head turned and is looking at the ball, uh, but he still overruns it. And uh, that's a great adjustment by the receiver there. But a lot of these cases, when a ball is thrown short, whether it's back shoulder or whether it's uh, by accident or whatever, you see a pass interference. Guy just runs right into the receiver, right. throw the flag. This time he kind of went by him. That's right. And great adjustment by this rookie receiver. And and you know what? In preseason, I think these uh, the referees are letting the guys play a little bit because they're very minimal. A little bit of a hand hand action by the receiver as far as helping the guy go past. Sure, yeah, <laughs> right. There yeah, was a little bit Hel- of that helping him go by, uh, but at the same time, yeah, I, I don't think the referee saw it was enough to to warn a flag. Um, so good play, dangerous play. What do you say? Now be the quarterback coach uh, with Holden coming to the sidelines. And we don't know if this was a designed back shoulder, right? right. I guess, and that's what I was saying. We don't yeah. know if he did it on purpose or not. But yeah. um, it's one of those when you're on the sidelines as a coach and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> because of the way he threw it, right? Yeah. And then it's like, yes, great job, great job. Uh, uh, but it, but it's, um, as a coach, I think it's a learning point for – for the coaches and, and definitely a teaching tool for Holton in regards to maybe he can probably set his feet a little bit more. Um, I would recommend getting back quicker uh, and those kind of things. Okay. Once he sees the the blitz coming because he recognized it. Getting back and setting, maybe, and, you know, and setting ready, his feet okay. and, yeah. uh, and making a better throw. Yeah. Field. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, the uh, how about the start? Uh, first snap, under center, fumbles mm-hmm. the snap. Uh, I kind of chuckled at that like – all right, because it could have been just gone downhill from there. My thought was, all right, get that out of the way. That's right. Let's try to let's try to make up for it. And then very next play, love the play call, quarterback draw, let him run the ball and pick up some yards. And man, he looked good running the football uh, in uh, his two or three runs there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the nerves got to him right there. I believe uh, we don't know what happened for sure. It could have been a, a center fault right there, but um, wasn't able to see what, exactly what happened. Uh, but but there was a fumble, and like we've talked about, uh, as we talk about the Pirates, and they're you know they're um, on the offensive side of the ball, like I should say they're inexperienced coming up this year. Yeah, there's going to be some nerves, there's going to be some mistakes made, and all those things. And whenever those things are made, whenever the mistakes are made, you got to flush it and move on. And uh, he did an exceptional job of 
putting that play behind him. Uh, the offensive coordinator did an outstanding job of coming back with something to give him some confidence uh, in himself and uh, in the quarterback draw. And uh, as you see, he did what he did here at East Carolina as far as uh, running the football. And and uh, I think it was about a 20-something yard game, gain or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, and looked look good doing it. It looked good, yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll watch a little more film here of Keaton Mitchell. Used to seeing him uh, find his way through traffic on a kick return. I want to pull up the touchdown, Marcus. They got called back mm-hmm. because uh, just another explosive. Absolutely, yeah. explosive man. Good way to put it. And yeah, uh, and there he goes down the sidelines. And I think where I don't know where the holding was called on this play. I think it was on the backside of there. Okay, uh, I think it was the left guard. I believe. Uh, but um, without it, it he was, scores without anyway. It, man, <laughs> it, it's still uh, just a great uh, display of talent by him and uh, what he's capable of. Capable of. Um, he did a nice jump cut and then, you know, did well not a jump, mm. but uh, got to the outside, bounced it, and then made a guy miss on the second level, and then got into the end zone. And so uh, it just displayed his his uh, explosiveness as far as you know uh, going from one to sixty or zero to sixty very quickly. So the Seahawks right now only have three quarterbacks. It's been that way since uh, they picked up Holden Aylers, uh at the the end of the draft there, after the draft. So they're rolling with three right now. If that's the case, uh, that's awesome for Holden Aylers with his chances to make the team. Running back's a little bit different. You, you have a lot of backs, but the way Keaton was able to, to show himself in the return game, what he did uh, at the running back position, again, it's a little tougher to make it as a running back, Marcus, but he uh, he. Put in a good name for himself after one preseason game, right? You know what? I think he did. I think he did. And they are stacked at running back position yeah. for sure. They got some veterans there, Melvin Gordon the third, um, and some others. Uh, but <laughs> somebody it, joked that uh let me pull up the tweet real quick, real quick. He said uh uh guy talking about jk dobbins saw one play from keaton mitchell and had his uh cleats strapped up monday morning jk <laughs> had been out and said all right i better get myself back in or yeah i'm gonna be in trouble you know what man that that's what um great competition does right it, it raises the level of, of play for everybody, everybody and the mentality right and as far as you know you want your team to be the best Right. If your number two is, is is just as good as your number one and then your number three is just as good as your number two, right? That's that's what you want as a coach, as a team. Uh, because that's gonna carry you deep into the late into the uh the season and then possibly the playoffs if you're able to make it. All right, Marcus Crandall here, and uh, we got a little protection in here as well. With, uh, Phoenix Evans joining us uh, inside the Pirate Radio studios. Phoenix, I hadn't seen you here in a couple of years. Good to see you back, man. How you hey, doing? Hey, great to be back. Great to be back. Looking forward to talking some Pirate football and uh, maybe some NFL college football coming up in hour number three of Pirate Radio Live. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back, reset, talk to Marcus and Phoenix, and take your questions as well on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. More to go Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock here with you, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Craig, also former Pirate Phoenix Evans, joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. And Phoenix, welcome back. Last time we talked to you on the show, you were doing some middle school coaching, kind of catch us up on, on what you're doing these days. Yes, I'm still actually uh, doing some uh, middle school coaching. I'm still at CMS Middle School, the head football coach there. Um, actually, the team is growing. Um, and last year, we uh, went second in the division or game away from the championship game so uh, right now we had 17 players I know some guys have been on the couch over the summertime so looking when school starts um, looking to gain about 10 to 15 more players okay and what what number is a, a good number a perfect number for you uh, middle school at least 29 to 30 players okay so I think last year we had right at 29 players last year all right 17 you got a lot of guys going both ways so you hope exactly. to get some more guys out there exactly. Exactly. which heck they probably like exactly yeah. be a as a player yes you love it you gotta love it you, you go love, uh, if you love football you gotta love that did you play defense marcus i did i played free safety all right yeah so it was uh man it was good just to be out there on the field man and uh you know at that age when you're when you're grinding and you have goals and all those things, uh, you just want to be out there. You just want to be out there any way you can. I, I actually talked to a fan, and actually we're probably going to have him on here pretty soon. Um, man, you, any, any way you can contribute and be out there is awesome. It's a great feeling, for sure. Phoenix, where'd you go to high school? I went to Kiss the High. Okay. All right, well, do they have you playing both I play, sides? I play both ways. I didn't, I didn't come off the field. D-tackle, officer guard, so... Yeah. I was going to say, did they ever give you the ball like uh, on the goal line or anything? <laughs> I never got the ball, but I did pick up one uh, block block punt, try to run and score. Right. Got it on the one-yard line. Oh, Somebody man. tackled me on the one-yard line. Score. Couldn't score. Couldn't score. Couldn't score. That would have been my first touchdown ever. Kent, did you play uh, Kinston Basketball Powerhouse? you play any basketball? I played basketball. I played basketball with uh, I actually, our, our top guy at that time was Craig Dawson. Oh, man. I remember so, him. So we, we had a great, great career there. God, a friend of mine almost incited a riot at Conley because he He's had a smart mouth, and during halftime, they're talking about Craig Dawson, and he said, he ain't no stackhouse. And everybody's like, what, what, who, what? And I was like, dude, shut up. Uh, but we were talking about, uh, oh, with Tommy Cook the other night at UBE, played uh, in Lenore with Craig Dawson's father, I believe, and said he was he was awesome. That that whole lineage, just a awesome basketball there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on in Kenston basketball. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jerry got named to the – North Carolina Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, that's right. Recently. Doing an awesome job uh, in Vandy right now. Yeah. So great to see. All right. uh, Well, Marcus, uh, first scrimmage in the books for East Carolina. From what I saw, uh, defense was smothering the offense. There were some big plays. 
offensively from a catch and run by Josiah Hatfield, who we're counting on this year. And then the freshman running back, Javius Bond, had a few good runs as well. But I do think, at least early on, we talked about this, this defense is going to have to keep East Carolina in games and, and let the young quarterback, uh, not young, the inexperienced quarterback, Mason Garcia, and these new weapons kind of come around because uh, it looks like the defense, and it should be that way with the returners and everything, is a little further along than the offense. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Usually when you have veterans as well, that first few days, uh, that, that first week of practice is, is really defensively, man. They're going to make a lot of plays. And uh, that, that's usually the typical way of, of things happening as far as uh, uh, football goes. But um, the offense, as they continue to put more things in and get a feel for the offense and um, hopefully get better and, and keep their confidence up, right? And that's what we talked about as well in regards to, man, they, they can't let that defense, um, you know, kind of control their thought, their mindset and all those things. They got to say, hey, they made a good play, but we still have to kind of focus on what we're doing. At Phoenix, uh, you know uh, the transfer portal these days and how it works. East Carolina lost a center to Auburn, lost a, a big-time lineman to Oregon. So they bring in a couple of transfers, and, and they're trying to right now kind of piece everything together, which uh, as a lineman, you like to have that continuity, right? And uh, they're going to have to build that quickly here uh, this offseason and, and heading into week one. Uh, exactly. Exactly. We'll have to have the continuity. Um, again, you, you know the transfer portal is is – and that's the way to go. I mean, that's where that's what it's leading, where it's been leading to it. So, yeah. again, um, uh, you know, if the guys get in there quick and start learning the offense, learning the schemes, um, you know, protect our quarterback, you know, be able to run a little bit, we should be fine. But uh, again, it, it may take two to two, two to three years. But at the end of the day, if they get in there and learn that uh, scheme, uh, uh, know what the offensive line coaches uh, teaching them, and put it in game on game 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 time, we should be good. I've heard, and Phoenix, you can tell me, uh, but it's it's maybe easier to run block than pass block. And also from the linemen I've talked to, they prefer run blocking to pass blocking. So so how about you with those two things? It is, I mean, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, you're just not. None of it's easy, right? None of it's easy. <laughs> you're not going to get uh, called out as a run blocking because you're actually doing it together. But you normally get on an island by yourself pass blocking. Right. So if you're blocking against a Dwight Freeney, <laughs> you get called out. <laughs> as far as run blocking, though, that that's that's when you, you kind of get the thing, you get two, three, four runs in a row of six, eight yards. That's when it gets going, right? Just, just got to be that. Again, I always tell my um, my guys that I coach on the old line, just got to have that dog in you. I mean, it's a different – you're not going to get all the glory and the fame. But if that uh, old line is rolling and moving – we win in ball games. Yes, sir. Talking to uh, Phoenix Evans and Marcus Crandall. Shirley, you got the comments from yesterday. Mike Houston on Wednesday. Want to play some of these for the guys and get their take on it. Um, starting with number five, and he talked about the importance of these final practices this week and the second scrimmage before school starts next week. That would be cut five for Mike Houston. They're critical. I've told them that. They are critical. You know, you're, you're making you're making your – last decisions this week on you know who's going to get reps on the special teams and you know who's going to get reps you know, offensively and defensively who's going to you know be on the look teams uh and you know that that stuff is evaluated all throughout the season it's not like it's the cutoff you know it's not like it's not quite like the nfl where it's cut day or anything like that i mean you're going to have guys that don't play early in the season that will play later in the season uh we've we've seen that every year but you know there's there's a lot at stake here uh, this week for those fringe guys. 
Marcus, uh, looking at the schedule here, this thing is quickly run down. Uh, we are all the right. way down near the bottom now with scrimmage number two, fall camp, closing up, practice, uh, school, beginning, school beginning, and, and you start to get to that uh, in-game, in-season practice mode. So he talked about how critical these last uh, few days are and the scrimmage coming up is. It is very, it's vital. It's vital in regards to, um, because you want to get all those all that work in, uh, so you're eva- you're able to evaluate the guys properly as far as you know how they handle things just football wise, right? Uh, and then you're going to get it's it's, it's kind of two parts to it, right? And then you're going to have to reevaluate, just like you said, pretty much, because some guys handle the balance of going to school and 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 football at the same time uh, a little differently. And so um, then you're going to have to evaluate that how, how they're going to handle, you know, going to class and all those things, and then having to get uh, get up to go to school. Um, you would think that the the older guys are, you know, they better at it and yeah. more adapt to it. But uh, the younger, the freshman guys and the redshirt freshmen, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. And so you you have to that's that's the part of coaching, man. Where you know you, I think he's doing he's doing an excep- exceptional job of, you know, stressing that in regards to we got to evaluate it. Uh, we want the best from you guys. Go out there and give 100% uh, every every single play, and I think he's been getting that from them. Uh, but it's definitely important for for them to um, to get all that work in just before school starts, for sure. I don't remember ever looking forward to going back to school as a kid, but I remember Jason Nichols saying that uh, if going back to school meant fall camp was over, sign me up for it. He said, <laughs> do you remember those days, Phoenix? Uh, it's got to be a good feeling for these guys getting out of camp mode and getting into season mode, right? Oh, they definitely count the days down. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, um, we, was, we was playing with three a day, so you know, we out there all day, and it's just seeing us uh, going against each other for from August the first until around August the twentieth. Mm. So definitely, uh, the, the guys are definitely counting the days down. But as uh, uh, Marcus Crandall was saying, they got to quickly adapt. You know, freshmen got to quickly adapt to the uh, you know going to school and then going to practice. It's like a job. At the end of the day, you still in college, but you know you got to you know maintain balance. So again, if they do that, if they quickly adapt, we should be fine. And we're not there every day. We don't know what's going on. Haven't haven't heard anything about any camp fights or anything. But when you're beating on the same guy every single day, that's when those things tend to happen. But you kind of come together at the end of the whole thing, right? But you're, you're tired of hitting that guy across from you, I would imagine. You are. The camp fights is definitely going to be in-house, something that you won't hear. But I'm yeah. pretty sure uh, Coach Houston had to deal with some camp fights. If, if, I mean, I always say, or we always say, you know, it ain't a team until we fight. <laughs> so we got to bring that, bring it together, yes, bring sir. it back together. So again, yes, uh, I'm pretty sure it are some camp fights, but again, like you said, bring it back together, put everything together, and and you know, look good. Ready to see a team with a different jersey on? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Those guys are getting excited, and um, you know, at this point, uh, as we talk about school starting, they they want to see to see some different faces as well, as opposed to right. you know seeing the guys every all, all the all day every day pretty much, and um, and then school's going to start. That's going to change, and so, but uh, yes, definitely waiting for that first game to hit for sure as a as the off season or, or preseason winds down. We've talked about it a million times this offseason. East Carolina lost a lot offensively with the the quarterback production. They received two 1,000-yard receivers, a 1,000-yard rusher. Mike Houston talked about the guys will be stepping up on offense this year. Cut four. Well, I think you got some guys in the receiving core that have really good speed. You know, where's Josiah, Carey, or Jari, or whomever. Um, so I think you do have, you know, you're probably a little bit faster in that group than you were last year. 
Um, you know, in the backfield, uh, you know, Keaton was a dynamic, explosive player. You know, so it's not like you can clone him and, and bring another one along. But I think we're we're solid at the running back position. Uh, you know, Rajay is. I mean, he he is. I said it the first day we had contact, and he's continued through camp. You can't tell that he ever had an injury. Uh, you know, he hadn't missed a step. Marlon's probably a little bit quicker than he was a year ago. I think Javius Bond does bring some home run ability there, but he's just a freshman. It sounds like, and Donnie Kirkpatrick, offensive coordinator, talked about this earlier this week. They 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 like what they got at the skill positions, and really they like what they have a, a lot uh, defensively, especially front four in the back end. But the the quarterback position, and then kind of a rotating offensive line, and those are very important positions, maybe the most important positions, Marcus. So you feel good about some areas, but you still got some question marks heading into the season. That that's that's going to happen. It, it is because um, it, it is what it is in regards to where we are and, and uh, the the pieces of the puzzle that we lost. Yeah. Um, for the coaches as well, uh, just as the students or the uh, student athletes have to adapt to you know school starting up, coaches are going to have to adapt quickly to the the missing pieces. Yeah. So um, that's what they get paid for. Um, but it, it's definitely tough because you know we have one of the most uh, explosive backfields. You know, in in the nation, as far as uh, production wise, in Keaton and uh, Holton, and so we're we're going to be missing that. Uh, hopefully, those guys can somehow step up. The offensive line come together, and hopefully, we can utilize that run game and get a good run game going to where we don't have to use our quarterback to win games as much. You always hear uh, next man up, right, Phoenix? And uh, I'm sure you saw it a lot. Guys who maybe didn't get a lot of time the previous year stepping up and and being a star in their own right. Yeah, next man up. I um, mean, and that and comes quick. And, you know, you can have an injury here, and that, that started down. That next man up got to be ready to go in and, and perform. Again, I look forward to uh, seeing Roger Harris. I know he had it before he tore his um, had the injury. He was looking good. So to hear Coach uh, Houston say uh, he don't look like he even had an injury, I'm looking forward to seeing him run the ball. But uh, again, again, the piece with the uh, the, the puzzle, like Mr. Uh, Mr. Crown was saying, is the offensive line. The offensive line got to jail quickly. And once they jail, we should, you know, hopefully we be able to put up some points. Rajay's been a motivating factor just, A, being back out there, but uh, talking to the team, uh, giving speeches, so that motivates them. And, and Phoenix, if you can't get motivated by a game at Michigan to start the season, mm. you might as well quit. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a big one there. And you guys uh, played a lot of big-time opponents, so you can you can relate to that, right? I definitely can relate to it. Um, like I said, one game where I will never forget, you know, um, uh, the Miami uh, Hurricanes down in um, NC State Stadium. Where they were, I think, ranked number nine in the nation where everybody count, counted against us. But we believe, our fans that was in that, in that uh, atmosphere believe, even though we was down 21 points at halftime, but never seen not one fan leave the uh, the field. So, I mean, any, any given any given Saturday, any given Saturday, we know that App State went down there and beat them in the big house. Yes, sir. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, a shocker. How many NFL guys did you block that Saturday night in Raleigh? <laughs> you, you can name them. <laughs> well, I mean, they had the whole squad. We talk about the offensive side because I'm a Washington fan. They ended up uh, with Portis and Moss on a team together, exactly. but the defense was loaded too. That well, was. Yeah. Uh, but hey, but we had we had Gerard, we had that Stokes, we had yeah. Jamie Wilson, we had we had the guys. Yeah. We did, we did. I mean, like I said, we believed, um, and you know, we had just beat South Carolina, so. We was rolling, we was rolling, so we believed, and we just kept fighting. So what, what was your mentality as far as uh, having a guy like David at quarterback and uh, and, and blocking for him? Because you guys were pretty diverse as well uh, in regards to, you know, run pass and all of that. Uh, but uh, he, he, he set some records, and you guys were a big part of that. Uh, 
tell us what that experience was like for you personally. Hey, um, Dave Garrow was the big bus. I mean, it was hard to bring down. Um, didn't make too many mistakes. Uh, just, you know, he managed the offense well. Um, I love blocking for him. You know, the opportunity I had to get out there and block for him, we love blocking for him. And our team, I want to say our team that year was just, you know, that whole week that we had to stay in South Carolina, I want to say that was our most, what we mostly bonded at. And once that bond happened, it was like, you know, I think the whole team jailed and we just continued to, I think we nine to 9-2 that year. It's just like, it just happened. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, we can do this. We've heard the the stories time and time again, but let's while we got you here, dive into it. So, where exactly were y'all staying, and and who were you rooming with, and what was that week like, man? <laughs> uh, that week, hey, that was a that was a wild week. I mean, we were staying at some hotel in front of a, a major highway. Uh, we was we was uh, you know some guys didn't pack enough underwear, so we, <laughs> you know we won't expect to stay a whole week. We we do we do enjoy, we did enjoy the opportunity to practice on um. The uh, Carolina Panthers uh, practice fields, but uh, you know, just seeing it. I mean, it was it was tough. It was a tough week to get through. Well, I guess, and you had family back here in Eastern North Carolina, I would imagine. So, like, you guys are are phone, talking to them, and you're not really knowing what's happening around here, right? Exactly. You know, sometimes some guys couldn't get through. You know, we couldn't get phone phone lines weren't working. Some guys lost everything. So, Man. I mean, it was you know worrying about practice, worrying about the game, right? And still worrying about you know what what we're gonna come to when we come home. When did you roll into Raleigh for the Saturday night game? When did y'all get there? Uh, we actually got there uh, Friday. Okay. Friday, that Friday uh, morning. Yeah. Did you get a practice in at all yeah, at that we stadium? Got a, we got a, uh, we did a get walk. A pra- we got a walkthrough. Okay. Yeah, got a walkthrough. Gotcha. And then uh, kind of walk through the first half before you turn it on in the second half. <laughs> of course, a lot of that was the team you were facing. They were pretty right, darn good. It was a blitz. It was It was. A, it was a definitely a, a, a major change. It was very fast. So, you know, we just... But heck, nobody could blame you guys. I mean, y'all were thinking about so many different things. Oh, lot. yeah. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot. Uh, but what a what a moment! What a memory! I was lucky enough to be there, actually, with uh, an NC State buddy and his dad. I was a high school student then, but I uh, was there with some state people watching it and going crazy. I was and, just uh, saying, uh, we had just you know played South Carolina and South Carolina eighty six thousand fans, where Dave had to have a silent count, but I felt like he had had a silent count as well when we were playing that game in Miami at NC State. I mean, the fans were just as loud. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Phoenix Evans, Marcus Crandall here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Marcus, did you uh, bring your list, your quarterback list? You I do got have it? it? I do have it. You want to run over yeah. some of that? We're going to run over some of it. Yeah, All for right. sure. We can go over we'll do top that. five, maybe. Well, all right, we'll do that. And uh, we'll talk some more football with the guys when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. 
Can uh, Joey hear me? All right, Joey, I saw where Messi had a quote on whether or not he'll play on artificial turf, and he said, no problem. I've played all my life on it as an academy player. So that's good news for fans of Charlotte who want to see him play there uh, because they do have turf, and they're not going to remove it for Messi, who's become this giant attraction. Well, I thought, didn't he have a clause in his contract? I thought so, yeah. That he was not going to play on turf? Yes, but apparently he says no problem. It's kind of huh. prima donna-ish, but when you have that much money, who really cares? <laughs> well, if you have that much money, that's insurance, because, you know, that turf can really do a number on your knees yeah. for Trust soccer players. Marcus, sure. as a Grey Cup champion, says, I'm only playing on grass up here, oh. folks. I'm, only, I'm not playing. I, what was the turf? Was it all turf up there? It, it, it was only one grass field. One grass field? One time, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you that wouldn't have played many games then. And the turf, oh my goodness. Was it like the veteran stadium, old concrete? Absolutely. A lot of them were. A lot of them. But but they've gotten better. A whole lot better. So, uh, Joey, if you got a lot more money than me, maybe you can get a ticket to see Messi play in Charlotte. No? Okay. All right. Maybe not. All right. uh, I got Phoenix Evans here, Marcus Crandall. Marcus, uh, let's run. I got. I kind of got a quarterback hot take, and I don't have many hot takes. I, I like to say what I believe yep. and believe what I say. But my number two quarterback is going to surprise some people. But I, let's hear Can we hear your top five NFL yeah, quarterbacks for sure. right absolutely. now? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, and we'll, Danny, we'll the young kids love this stuff because they like to debate about this stuff. So you, you'll love this, Danny. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and and um, yeah, these these guys are pretty much this year. I think is going to be an interesting year at the quarterback position because of uh, a lot of things that have gone on. I think there's a lot of parity in the league right now as far as the all the different teams, uh, all 32 for for that fact. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but the top five, man, I got. Justin Herbert. I'm going to go from bottom. Okay, number top. five, yeah, Justin number, Herbert. Number five first. Yep, Justin Herbert, uh, Rogers. Rogers. Yep. Okay. Allen. Okay. Hurts. All right. And Mahomes. All right. So, so who's missing? My number two is not on your list at all. And uh, there's another guy. I know who your number two is, and I don't. Okay. I don't know if you know. There, there's a couple guys that could have been top five, but I think the guy he took a big sophomore step after his rookie year. I think he's ready to to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Kind of, this is a trivia question. I know who you're going night. to. I'm thinking Trevor Lawrence. I knew you were going to say I'm it. thinking Trevor Lawrence yeah. is going to have a big year this year. They had Calvin Ridley. Zay had a career year last year. Uh, got some weapons. I, I like that he can run and throw. So I think he takes a massive step this year. There's another guy missing. Joe Burrow. Joe That's Burrow. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was just about to say. And for me, and we kind of briefly had this conversation you're worried about that i am i am and i i don't i really don't think that they're going to start them off to at the beginning of the season um which is actually number six guy is going to be loving that part which is uh, uh jackson lamar jackson i had him at number six so uh, those those next few guys are going to be kind of licking their chops so burrow but, you uh, had but, burrow at what seven, no eight? no i actually had burrow at number two before before he got injured. Oh, okay. Yeah, before he got injured. So you're taking it. You think that it? Well, they're not calling it that serious, but you think there could be some mm, residual effects. I think if he, if he doesn't start the first three games, so this is Marcus Crandall's I, I don't, top I don't, five. Uh, going into the season. Yeah. Does he have Rodgers too going high into the season? Yeah. You think so? I think this late in his career, if we're talking going into this year, he's got Garrett Wilson. That's about it. And he's got more than Garrett Wilson. Well. Show me that. McCole Hardman is a good receiver. 
Corey Davis is a good receiver. I just think all time for players playing right now, absolutely. I, I would agree. I would argue he's higher than that. But Marcus is saying today. I'm talking about today, right now. Yeah, it sounds like your top yeah. five quarterbacks going into the next Go, season. Going into this season. So we've seen like the Peyton Manning dramatic fall off a cliff, Drew Brees fall off a cliff. I'll say watching Hard Knocks, it doesn't look like Rodgers is at that point yet that fall off a cliff yeah. spot that we've seen with these older quarterbacks. So I think he's still got more in him. Number I, two, I, really do. I, I think, um, I think their four. biggest concern is their offensive line. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, uh, because those guys don't have that continuity yet, but, um, and they've had a lot of issues in training camp so far from what I've seen. Yeah. But at the same time, you have a, a very experienced quarterback who's, um, he, who's made his money pretty much off of finding a way to get rid of the football. And uh, he, he has a quick release. He, he knows where to go with the football. Well, what they and, did uh, do is add a run game to him to set up some play action with that, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook now. That's so right. That'll, that'll help Absolutely. out a quarterback. Phoenix is like, y'all going to talk O-line or anything or just quarterbacks? You tired of the quarterback talk, Phoenix? <laughs> oh, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> who, uh, I don't know, who else? Uh, I don't really have a problem with it. Like, there's nothing like, it's not there's, bad. No, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, there's no way. Like, I think it's reasonable. And I'm not going to Who like, could jump into the top five? Burrow, I feel like Burrow, first. Oh, he, Trevor. If he starts the season, he's going to be number, he's my number two. Tua, I was yeah. just about to say Tua. What do you think about Tua, Marcus? I got Tua at. Let me see what I have Tua at. What was his five? That was Mahomes Herbert. one, had, followed by Rodgers. No, or Jalen Hurts. Yep. Josh Allen, Allen, Josh Allen Rogers, and Herbert. Herbert. Yep, I had Tua at number nine. Okay. Yep. So then I'll give you the next. Where's few. Justin Fields? Ja- Jackson. Yeah, where is Justin I, Fields? I had Fields at 18. Wow. wow. You, have you want to see him throw yep. the ball? That's right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about offensive production, right? Derek we're talking Carr about offensive production. Uh, I do have Derek Carr in front of Derek Carr has got some weapons in him. Yeah. Where's Kirk Cousins? In New Orleans. Where's Kirk? Kirk Cousins is number 12. Where's Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott, number oh, five. The, with, with all, oh, the, sorry, with all the weapons he has. Number seven. Prescott, mm. seven. Marcus. Marcus. Now we have a discrepancy. Now we have a discrepancy. Great question. I like him. Hey. I like him. A few like years him. ago, we talked about this. I had, I was had When I was in fantasy football, um, yeah. I, Dak Prescott was my, my guy. Well, did you see what he did last year? Hey. It was rough. That, it was rough. Things I do agree change. with uh, Phoenix though. Change. With CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks Brandon is Cooks. underrated probably at this and point. And Pollard too. I mean, he's got but he's been surrounded by weapons. Yeah, Dax, if, if, I think the key for the receiving core is going to be whether or not uh, Gallup stays healthy. Yeah, yeah. Gallup. Uh, that's going to be a huge key for him. I'm not going to ask where Sam Howell is, but where's Sam Howell? Is he even on your list? He's not on right now. But he's one of those guys where I think he's going to find a way to win football games. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Totally different list I don't want to ask where Mac about. is. I'm starting to like him. Yeah, where's Mac Jones? Yeah, I don't, don't even tell me. I don't even want to know. You're going to have your guys that are, are going to light up the stat sheet, which yeah. is this is pretty much what this is. I can do a whole different 32 of guys that are going to find a way to win football games. Okay. Right? And um, – and I think Sam Howell is going to be one of those guys that's going to find a way to, to win um, in his young career. I'll uh, take that. I, also, I think Russell Wilson is was, going to have a bounce back year and yeah, find a way to win football games. He's not going to light up the stat sheet, but he's going to find a way to win. Um, yeah. Which, Gino, uh, Gino Smith is going to be another one of those guys that 
you know, he may not light up the stat sheet, but he might because well, he got some. I think that receiving core is going to be pretty impressive. Oh, Geno man. Smith might throw the prettiest deep ball in the NFL. He, he's got he had so many bombs last year to Lockett and DK. Uh, how about the rookie? Do you have yeah, any rookies on your list so right now? Do you have any rookies that will disappoint or will uh, do good? I don't have any rookies on my list. What about Daniel, Daniel Jones? Hmm. I like Daniel Jones. I'm a Daniel Jones truther. I think, Jones I think truther. he's um, th- the best thing that happened to Daniel Jones is what? Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley yeah, came yeah, yeah, back, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he signed. He inked the deal. So I think that was very important for him to uh, get that or for the organization, period, to get that done. And uh, they got it done. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> he was in the room wherever he was clapping his hands and uh, <laughs> probably – do what he does uh, to celebrate for that and um, because yes I, I do think he's going to be very um, productive that's, with Saquon Barkley back one. there and um, they got some good weapons as well and he's got a good when one. you look across the board the NFL man it, it's yeah a lot of, a lot of talent have some who you got Dan good talent man great talent Matthew Stafford mm. where you got Matthew I got Matthew coming off an injury people are 15. saying he's going down that's 15 15 that's, that's, I feel like that's that's right Jamie's asking you to rank the rookie quarterbacks yeah, yeah I was in yeah. I feel like just between the three so CJ Bryce and Anthony Richardson I'm starting to love Anthony gonna, Richardson I, I still think ball. Anthony Richardson is the one I'm loving him insane yeah. insanity he I does have a host. I will give him that. You, would you rather have Mac Jones or Anthony Richardson? I mean, you, come on. That's not even a question. <laughs> okay. All right. Just making sure. Well, let, let's making let's sure. talk to the old lineman <laughs> in regards to you got the guys that, you know, they, they passed the ball quite a bit in the top few guys there. Um, who would you rather have? Uh, Justin Fields or, say, like a Patrick Mahomes or – Josh Allen. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. Would you rather have like a pass? Like a, a pass passer or a rushing passer? I like a I like a – Dual threat. Okay. I like a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I like a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just the way he dictates and, and and manages the game. So, I mean, not one dimensional. He can take off 10, 15 yards and get out of bounds, and also throw a pretty ball as well accurately. Couple of questions for Phoenix. Um, do you like man blocking or zone blocking? Zone blocking is easy. You're just zoning up. Whoever in comes in your way. <laughs> man blocking it's, is forceful. You know, you just got to take that. Again, if you can take a man and move him five yards, um, you're doing your job. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I like I – like, I, I had mean, to look away. Phoenix looking at my eyes saying, take a man and move him five yards. I got a, <laughs> I got a little nervous. I instantly thought, oh, that's a good voice bit. I was like, all right, let me move Get out the here. way. Get yeah. out the way. I like that. Uh, also, Phoenix, uh, do you feel more comfortable getting out in space or anchoring down in the pocket? You kind of talked about that earlier with the run block versus pass block, but I don't know. What's your, your answer to that? Um, you say anchoring down in space? Anchoring down in the pocket or getting out in space? Those were the two options Steve is asking about. So. I like anchoring down in the pocket. Yeah. You know, protecting the pocket. I mean, again, um, we don't have eyes in the back of our head, so we know quarterbacks may take off and run but um, again I don't mind them rolling out you going to block a space as well but anchoring down protecting the pocket allow them to have a uh, pocket throughout of I don't mind doing that with all the knowledge you gained from your years of playing football you're working with younger kids right now so 
how much are you giving them of that? Now, you don't want to overfill their brains, but you want to show them the technique. So how do you kind of balance that with your guys? I give them enough. I mean, I, again, I tell them as, as hard as I go. I mean, I don't give them the whole playbook, but me, I'm, we run in all kinds of formations at, at Epps. I mean, from from Quaz to Rio to Leo, trips, right, trips, left, doubles, uh, right, left formation, ISO, uh, option. We did all that last year. I think we scored 44 points on Chicago and had a couple of parents come out and say, are y'all a high school team? Just, <laughs> middle school team. That sounds like a lot for middle school. I mean, yeah, no wonder you, you scored four four points. They don't know how to guard it. <laughs> seventh grader going into the huddle. Hey, trips left, ISO. <laughs> but you know what? That's awesome though, man, because yeah. you you expand their their horizon and uh, you know their their way of thinking and all those things. They you, you at an early age you see how much they can soak it up as far as being a sponge and uh, and apply it to the field, right? So exactly. I think that's awesome. Exactly, I was. It was. It's fascinating where you know um, they get a, get a young group like that to put in all those plays and formations. So, and they probably enjoy it too, right? Oh, they yeah. think it's fun. Oh, yeah. they, hey, heck, they grew up playing Madden, so they know a lot of the plays. That, right. Now they got to actually go out there and do it. Uh, <laughs> Jamie cool says, speech. "Any drop off for Mahomes would know be enemy." He brought this up with Jason Nichols the other day. I, I, let's hear your take on it, Marcus. Losing your offensive coordinator. But your your head coach is still the offensive guy. That's right, Andy and, and I think he's going to have a um, he, he's going to put his stamp on that deal in regards to whoever is who is the, the, offensive, the coordinator. offensive coordinator. And um, I was the same way because Jason kind of said that there was going to be a little, at least a little bit of a drop off, and I'm like, dude, he's still going to be Mahomes. He, he's Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and I, I think that's going to overcome uh, because even when uh, Eric Bieniemy didn't call the right play, the offensive coordinator is not going to call yeah. the right play at the right time or all the time. Uh, he he has that ability to uh, make things happen, and so uh, when he's able to improvise and and uh, turn a bad play into good, uh, and then learn of probably more so this year than than last year or in the past. Learn to um, you know live with the bad play, throw the ball away when he has to, and all those things, and live to see another down. Um, but he, he's going to overcome. I mean, people had. I mean, there were questions about you know losing uh, Cheetah and all of that coming up right. to last season, and so I, I don't see that any uh, or this is any different as that in in regards to him losing losing the weapons or him losing the coordinator. Kenny Curling's top five, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. Guess what team Kenny Curling's is a fan of? Yeah. Take the Homer stuff out of it, Kenny. Come on. Honestly, the list was solid for Marcus. I think the only discrepancy for me is Dak at seven. I don't Dak. think Dak is top ten. Wow. Maybe we're ta- thinking too much wow. of last year. Uh, because last couple years. <laughs> well, I'm taking the last two, three years into he's, consideration. He's always Dak been has top. been very subpar. He's always been a top uh Passer uh, yardage, yeah. Now you go back. You, and you look, look at, at his production, man. It's, it's Phoenix. I take it you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. No. What do you think of your coach, <laughs> McCarthy? Uh, I mean, I just think McCarthy got it. You know, the word I want to say, but uh, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think he need to grow up. You know, I think he just need to, you know, let Jerry know it's his, it's his team. So, well, we, well that, that's never going to change. Yeah. That that's never going to change. Jerry Jerry no. makes it well known that it's his team. All right, Danny, don't say anything. We don't have too many Jimmy Johnsons, you know. So that's true. Yeah. Well, Jerry ran them off. Yeah. Uh, Danny, don't say anything. Marcus, will Mahomes, when it's all said and done, be better than Tom Brady? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> How? I mean, he's got a lot of more it's, winning uh, to do, but 
He has what three now? I'm going to say two? he's at two. Two right? now. Yeah, he's at two. Um, I, I don't think he gets to seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's I, I, but but he could could he win he less Super Bowls and be better than Brady? Well, we as people, <laughs> we're, we're going to compare. There's a difference. We're going to compare where they how many championships they win. Yeah. That, that's how yeah. the comparison is going to go. Period. There's such a huge mm-hmm. difference because I, I mean I have the conversation with my buddies all the time and they are always like, oh, you're going to say Brady, but there's a difference between the goat and the most talented quarterback. Mahomes is leaps and bounds talent wise ahead of Brady. Whether it's speed, arm strength, I mean, you can discuss their primes, but I don't think anybody, and this is not me being a Brady truther, I'm just saying, <laughs> nobody will ever get to the point where Brady is in terms of mindfulness, talent-wise, and just working with, well, like, the bottom tier, like... Longevity, too. Yeah, like, exactly. He played for yeah. 20 years and won every yeah. single yeah, every year. And was, I just don't never know if we And don't get me wrong, Mahomes is uber-talented. He's yeah. going to be, if not, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but... I don't think anybody. He's. I think Rogers is more talented than Brady. I think Mahomes is more talented than Brady. I think Josh Allen, if he gets his head out of his butt occasionally, can be more talented than Tom he Brady. He said Cam Newton during the break too. Yeah, that sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but Brady will forever be the goat. I, unless somebody yeah. just comes in and just starts winning from day one, I don't think anybody will ever tri- or overpass him. So I y'all heard. think y'all think Brady is the goat? No, he is. Oh no, he absolutely he is. He's just not. He's not the most talented. Those we don't talk things. about the flake gate and. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he likes to avoid those. Don't give me, no, don't get me fired. He likes to avoid those. I just want to know: Do we do, do that? Put some of the goat. He had nothing to do with it. He literally had uh, nothing to do with it. There we go. That was a Belichick thing. He had nothing thing. to do he had with it. Nothing to do with it. Hands are clean. Uh, I like that, Phoenix. Um, yeah, that's a good comeback. I heard this as part of the discussion, and I like it. Uh, for those arguing, Mahomes, maybe Mahomes could get into that Brady category if Mahomes keeps Allen and Herbert and Burrow. And all these awesome quarterbacks from winning a Super Bowl, like maybe he wins a couple more, but at the same time he's knocking out all these guys, keeping them with zero yeah, in the right. trophy. That says a lot too. Yeah. Well, I mean, does. Like, that could be huge on his resume. Yeah. You know, when it's all said and done, it's going to be those two as as being the top quarterbacks ever uh, that that's ever played the game. Uh, I think, in my opinion, but um, because we we've had. Some great quarterbacks in the NFL, man. You know, you you go all the way back to Joe Montana and and those guys, man. Yeah, I mean, great quarterbacks. But the game has changed, and um, these guys are doing it at a different level, um, and then also doing it at a at a different level with the speed of the defense these days. Yeah. Right. The defense has changed tremendously, man. Like when you got defensive linemen running as fast as receivers, right? It, it's a different ball game. Well it's and, and game. rules have changed and offenses have changed and and the the way teams like throwing the ball forty five times a game, that was not how it used to be. That's right. So everything's kinda changed yeah. to the passer, but but still. All right, we need to take another break. Shirley, can you uh take over? Or Joey likes to just point at the screen and magically it works. Uh, we need to make somebody a winner. And uh, we'll have more with Marcus Crandall and Phoenix Evans here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. What are we giving away today, by the way, Shirley? Oh, we got to have the music first. All right. Well, give me the red give hot chili away, peppers. Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away. Give it not away, actually give it away Anthony Kiedis, folks. Give it away. A lot of people away, think it is. Give it away now. But it's not. Radio, awesome. I think it's his cousin. We're giving away a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is the spot. What Joey's color? favorite place, by the way. What color are you looking for? Um, Let's go with color number eight. All right, color eight, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Well, contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar, Medispa, on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Preston Morgan of Robertsonville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or a delicious homemade dessert, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Marcus, we are just two weeks away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. It'll be at the State Theater coming up August 31st. Chairman of the board will be playing some awesome music. Just $10 for tickets. They are available PR927FM.com and 100% of the proceeds go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. And we had a great uh, deal out at UBE earlier this week for the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund and a fun night there as we will be honoring the voice all year long and was able to talk to the interim uh, voice of the Pirates, Jim Zoki, on the show yesterday for the first time, Marcus, and uh, he's ready to go and he's ready to do his part honoring the voice, calling some ECU football games this year with Kevin Monroe, Andrew Bays, and uh, Macy O'Donnell will be the new sideline reporter for east carolina so uh, getting ready for another year but just two weeks away from our party mark man two weeks away and um man that guy's going to be missed a lot tremendously and yep. uh in regards to the season this year um pirate nation is never going to be the same he's never going to be the same without hearing that voice uh calling the games uh on a weekly basis and um but um he's watching and smiling down on us man and uh, saying go pirates Phoenix, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the win total that Vegas sets where you can bet over-under wins for ECU this year is five and a half. So they're saying if you take the over, they'll go six or more. You take the under, they go five or less. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this 2023 ECU football season with everything you know right now? Um, I guess that's a respectful um, analogy. I mean, we, we got young players. Uh, we got um, a young quarterback. Um possibly inexperienced offensive line so um uh therefore i mean i can see them saying we, we may go um may win six or we may go on to five but i'm always you know <laughs> yeah, we're a pirate pirates for life <laughs> so you know we've always been the underdog so absolutely i mean i look forward to you know proving them wrong yeah so again i'm i'm hoping we can win eight to nine games so again um you know we got to lace them up you got to lace them up so that's why I look at it. Um, you know, let's go in there and compete and see what we can do. One thing we do have that a lot of schools don't is a coach heading into year five and, and same coordinators. And they did have to overall some of the coaching staff with guys leaving. But that continuity and what they've built, they, they, they talk about depth every day, Marcus. They love the depth they've built on this team and feel like they are really good and and in some positions uh, not all the key ones as we talked about but uh everything around the quarterback right now and, and o-line they feel really good about yeah it's great man because not only here but uh, our coaches have been together 
for some time um in even previously yeah. yeah yeah so but uh and it's good it's great because they understand each other and all those things and uh, i think that's what's been uh very important or probably one of the uh, probably the most important thing as far as our success over the past few years is that they have that cohesiveness as, as a coaching unit. But, um, you know, defensive line, uh, secondary, um, as we talked about, man, those guys are going to have to carry us um, in all of that uh, in regards to the early part of the season. And um, hopefully the offensive offense comes through and uh, we'll be successful and win seven games. All right, seven I'll tell you that number. Uh, Phoenix, what do you think about the the state of football these days and when you came up playing as a middle school player uh, as opposed to the guys you're coaching now? What what are the major differences in the the game of football? Major differences? Yeah, from from back then to now. Talent-wise or or individual player-wise? Yeah, just overall. I mean, the way the game's played is kind of different now, more spread out. Like, What do you you think about the the game of football? Um, Yeah, I think it's more fast. I mean, I think, you know, everybody's trying to get into a, uh, uh, I want to say a spread, happy-go-lucky uh, throwing the ball. So um, me me even playing, uh, coaching in middle school, I'm trying to air it out. So, again, I know when I was playing, we were running the ball. Right. Know, it was wing T. <laughs> right. So, um, um, again, wing T still works, so I don't, not knocking it, but, you know, guys now want to see, you know, they they like the, the, the high-octane offense. They want to see, you know, throwing the ball, running the ball, and, you know, getting around, flying around. So again, that's what the, that's the difference I see. It's just, you know, the game is still the same, but it's just, you know, it, offenses ain't just boring no more. And on that note, is it tougher to coach defense and play defense now than it was back then? It is. I mean, because you can't really, you know, lay the pad or, or as we would say, lay the wood on someone. Right. Now. I mean, all the different penalties that they're calling now, even though it's you know it's helping the game for uh, major injuries, but. You know, you won't have wide receivers come across the middle like they do now. Back when, you know, you can put that wood, that 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 shoulder power, that helmet on them. So, again, it it actually helps the passing game. Sure. You know, uh, the, the DBs don't get to uh, you know put their hands on the wide receivers like they used to. But again, yeah, I do I do think the defense has to be well and sound to be able to be productive. Phoenix Evans joining us, Marcus Crandall. Shirley, do we have another break? All right, we got to take our last one. We'll come back, get ready to wrap it up, have our final thoughts here on a Thursday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a down day for the stock market. The Dow was down 290 points at 34,474. The NASDAQ is down 15 at 13,316. The S&P is down 33 at 4,370. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, good luck to all the JV uh, kids out there getting some action tonight. It'll be high school football opening night on Friday. Phoenix, uh, when do your CMEPs guys get going? 
Oh, our first game is September the seventh against AG Cox Middle. All right, I'm a I'm an old Raider, so we'll see what my guys can do against your guys. Okay, okay, should be a good game. <laughs> After hearing all the offensive plays you got in, I'm, I'm not feeling good about my Raiders right now. <laughs> Marcus, uh, good to see you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, good to see you guys. And Everybody. Phoenix, uh, you're good welcome job. anytime. Thanks right. for hanging out with Thanks. us today. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right, DB, Joey, Shirley, we'll see you fine folks coming up Friday, three o'clock for an all new edition of Pirate Radio Live for the crew. I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.